Blank check with Griffin and David. Blank check with Griffin and David. Don't know what to say or to expect. All you need to know is that the name of the show is Blank Check. Ponya wants podcast. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Ham. Okay. Spoilers. <laughs> spoilers. Let's just right off the bat. There's oh, a lot delicious. of that in Ponyo. A lot of kids going, <gasps> you know what I mean? Can they I like realize something amazing is about to happen? Like they're gonna eat a sandwich. I thought maybe you would try the song. Oh no. Ponyo, no, no, no. <laughs> Can I get into spoilers like, right away, David's play? This is the most exciting I've seen you about anything in so This is my favorite movie of all time. Can I get into spoilers right away? Yeah. Ponyo loves ham. <laughs> oh my god. Let's get into some spoilers. Let's get into some spoilers. No. Ponyo loves ham. Sosuke loves Ponyo. <laughs> Ponyo loves Sosuke. Hell yeah. I love Sosuke's mom. <sighs> Sosuke's mom, number one crush. Lisa. Sorry, yeah, Forky. Yeah, you know what? Let's Lisa? start with this. Yeah, Lisa. <laughs> I tweeted this and, and people, because I said, I tweeted that I had a crush on the mom from Ponyo. Yeah. And oh, like no. half the people were like, oh, you see, you have a crush on like a... You know, hundred the foot of tall sea goddess, and I was like, "No, <laughs> fucking the mom <laughs> with the like T-shirt." No, that's me. Yeah, yeah, right. You're like, eat me, woman. <laughs> eat me, god, woman. <laughs> She's just like, oh. Jen's yeah. like, yeah, giant wet lady. Yeah, yeah right. like exactly. the water. biggest wet lady in the world. Yeah. I'm just like, who's this bossy girl who can make ramen and drives oh. like a maniac? She's a bossy round <laughs> face. Fuck yeah, she's a classic yeah. Simsy and bossy round face. <laughs> Right. Yeah. What does she sing? She does that little bit where she's like, "It's a happy day," or mm-hmm. I can't remember. What does? I don't. Someone remember. tell yeah. me. I don't know. I thought you guys knew everything. God damn it! I watched it this morning. <laughs> I'm very excited about this episode because a, <sighs> Ponyo clearly itself has you in a rare mood. Mm-hmm. But b, mm-hmm. we have a guest on the show today who I would yeah. say Uh-oh. is someone who undoes the clasp on the on collar the, on the leash. I, she she unleashes the dog. There's certain guests who just the wall comes down mm. and and the dog is unleashed. And I th- right. I think our guest today is one of them. You you get David. David's in a rare mood whenever you come in. You appeal to my silliest side. Surely. Yes. We Aww. appeal to each other's silly sides, baby. Hello. Hi. Hello. Shirley Lee. <laughs> Shirley Lee. What's on the Atlantic? Oh, the Atlantic. Oh. Oh. What? what? Spoilers. Oh, oh, God. likes ham. What's oh, going on? She, she does like ham. Oh. Yes, hello. Hi, I'm here. Hi. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Switched uh, gigs. Uh, switch gigs. Switch. Last time we had you. You little gig switch. G- do a little gig switching. Last time we had you on the podcast. Mm-hmm. You were just about to leave New York City for good. I was just about to switch cities. To go work for, ooh. <laughs> That's a great joke. I've never heard it before. Thank you. And now, still living in L.A., but now working for the L.A. satellite of the Atlantic. Mm-hmm. So you are technically co-workers with David. That's right. And you were just back here for a couple days. We on yeah. Slack together. Tragic. Yeah, we're back on Slack together. Slack is back. Back Slack on Slack. Back. Were you not on a Slack? In the time that you weren't working, there were a couple failed slacks. But yeah, none, none ever took. We had uh, tried a friend slack. Yeah, a sort of like. But it was hard. Employees friend slack. Yeah. yeah, it's hard to keep that afloat. You know. Do yeah. you know what was the uh, greatest uh, slack failure of all time? Please tell the uh, movie podcaster slack. That was a that was a failure. <laughs> that I think Joe Robinson, 
the great Joe Robinson put together, and the plan was we said a year ago we were going to do... Like a big Endgame podcast? I we think? were doing an Endgame podcast with 32 different movie podcast <laughs> the hosts. The joke being a lot of people in that Endgame. Right, and so we were all joking about it, and then Joe was like, we should actually do this. Right, and in mm, April of 2018, was she was like, if we're going to do this, Too we have to plan it out a year in advance. And then all of us were like, we'll get back to this in nine months. <laughs> right. And then it never happened. That runway was longer than the one in Fast and Furious 6. No! Endless runway. It's a long runway. Yeah, uh, but that that Slack had like thirty seven people in it. Uh, it did, and a grand total of four messages. Yeah, I was gonna say it was like a bunch of people joining, being like, "Hi," and then that was the so, sum total of their yeah. contribution. So was everyone just DMing each other, or was there no? I think it just no never, activity at all. Yeah, you know, a Slack that was the know, end of the dialogue. Slack, yeah, needs to take hold somehow. I don't know how, but there is like any time I've done one that works, it's yeah. some weird. That's the only people Slack just want I've to be able to part t- of. Yeah, I got a, a terrible success rate on Slack. Should we start a blank check Slack? I don't know. I feel like I want less uh, places where I can message you yeah, so I was that I have say, a greater chance of hitting. Yeah, you know I don't what like I mean? responding to Exactly. Things. I feel like yeah. it, it's always seemed very antithetical to Griffin. Definitely. That's the core of my being. Right. Uh, no, it was like we were all like tweeting at each other about like this would be fun. And then there was some DM sliding. And then Joe was like, we need to start one Slack to organize. And the oh, Slack no, started and four people said hi. And then the conversation ended. <laughs> and it was never talked about ever again. No right. one sent a single GIF. No. I don't GIF. Know. No, where I'm those? going with GIF. Oh, oh. <laughs> I used to be. I used to be a GIF girl. It's GIF. Yeah, well, because she you, went Hollywood because on you us. could then say, "Oh my god!" You could say, yeah, "You know, right. the gift that Hollywood keeps on Cheryl. giving." Hollywood GIF over here. Yeah, yeah gift that keeps now, on giving is. But fun. I like saying it now. GIF. You say the GIF, GIF, is, like, that GIF keeps is like on I feel like I'm yelling at GIF. someone. GIF. GIF me. GIF. Yeah, like give yeah. me this. I don't want to yeah, give you anything. Bad peanut butter. Ooh, not that. What's your favorite peanut butter of the sort of like supermarket? Like, yeah, Skippy. Oh yeah, I'm a skipper. Yeah, that's that's a good call. And then I have this nostalgia smooth, for smooth. Mom, mom's like Jeff though, Cr- crunchy. <laughs> I, I am crunchy, but sometimes I'll I'll swerve into smooth. You know, mm, fancy swerving a, into smooth. Yeah, just a different. You could be difference. a smooth operator, a crunchy boy. <laughs> um, I have a nostalgia for Peter Pan, which was the, yes. the the one we had in the house when I was right. a kid. But I think Peter Pan may have gone off the rails a little bit. Like it I, seems I, like a bit of a junky option. Now. Here's the thing: I Peter always, Pan peanut butter. Yeah, Peter that's Pan. A, peanut that's butter. a lot to say. Yeah. Oh God. I always liked it, but I think now I I view it as oh, is that the budget peanut butter? I think. Do you know what I'm saying? Ha- yeah, it's even below GIF uh, on the sort of right, like I think supermarket so. scale for some reason. Right. Uh, I think then- is Peter Pan the Hunt's ketchup of the peanut butter world. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I also am such a peanut butter fiend that I always have like a supermarket, you know, uh, peanut butter and like a fancy, mm. you mm-hmm. know, stir peanut yes. butter that's all, mm-hmm. you know, like in case you know, because I might, I might want one or the other. I didn't know you were eating peanut butter this much. It, yeah. It's, it's it like, like my default. I love it. other butters, cashew yeah. butter, almond butter. I've flirted, but I've never, never taken them out. Hmm. I've been getting into smoothies and juices. Right. Well, peanut really? butter can be a good base yeah. for yeah. those. Yeah. Trying How'd that to, happen? I'm so unhealthy, surely. Uh, I no. got to start eating breakfast. Mm. So I drink my fry? breakfast. You want a cold waffle fry? <laughs> yeah, great breakfast. It's <laughs> a 3 p.m. cold waffle fry. <laughs> For a bunny. <laughs> and Ben accepted it. <laughs> Very quickly. He did. He accepted it. Right. Almost. I barely had time to move my hand towards him. So I, I've been so unhealthy. Oh, cold waffle yeah. fry. It Should was like Ponyo jumping it. out of the bowl for that waffle fry. Hey. When Ponyo grabs that ham. Hello. Yeah. That's so good. Griffin, you keep saying Ponyo. I'm sorry. It's no, it's Ponyo? okay. See, I'm getting some flack for saying Jif. 
Well, yeah, I want to toss it back on, on Ponyo. You're making a choice. I'm just wrong. I'm Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I allow myself to be correct. It's Ponyo. 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 I keep on saying it. Ponyo. 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 Like, think of that song, Pond the River on the... Where? No, wait. How does it go? What? No, don't worry. I don't There's been a thing recently in the Reddit where people have Try been saying, I was disappointed by the lack of Ben in this episode. I think maybe he was just really hung over. And every time someone has guessed that, I've gone, yeah, no, that was correct. <laughs> That's if, never, no one's ever jumped right. to that conclusion incorrectly. Exactly. Ben's very awake today. Yeah, Ben didn't pipe in very much. I wonder if he was barely awake. <laughs> right. Pipe and Ben. Sometimes Ben takes it up. And also, it's He's the like energy. LeBron. It's the yeah. energy. It's That's the energy. Super. Yeah, no, yeah. Sometimes I think sometimes if it's an academic kind of I was conversation, about to say, yes. I can't. You know, come to me. You're the, poet lawyer. Acad- I'm poet. Yeah, art detective, art detective, tiebreaker, birthday Ben, Ben Deucer, yeah. Dewar Ben. Shirley came up with one right before we started recording. Oh yeah. Do you want to say it? Should I say it? I feel like I should explain it first. That's fine. So okay. Ben came over and started fiddling with my mic and tinkered with it. So as he walked away, I said. Tinker Ben. Tinky, tinky, tinky. Tinky, tinky. You plussed it. <laughs> Introduce the podcast. <laughs> Look it's at a podcast called Blank Check. Yeah. It's about filmographies. Directors have early success, massive success early on in their career, given a series of blank checks, make whatever crazy passion projects they want. And sometimes those checks clear, and sometimes they bounce. Baby. Yes. Oh, well done. He's graduated to certain tolls over the course of different miniseries, such as Kylo, Ben, producer Ben Kenobi, Ben Night Shyamalan, Ben Sate, wow. Ailey Ben's with the dollar sign, Ben 19, the fennel maker, uh, say Benny think dot, dot, dot. I know I'm getting these out of order. Okay. Mr. <laughs> ben Credible, Eat Drink Ben Hosley, mm, yeah. uh, Beetle Vape Juice. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> um, what the fuck is the, you know, Michael Mann one? Oh, fuck. Oh. At this point, we're recording. This is almost the end of this miniseries, but... We just rap man, basically. We just rap man, basically. We're jumping ahead in the in the filmography because Shirley's in town. Hey, I screwed things up. What's for you guys. the Michael Mann name? Hmm. What's the Michael Mann name? Oh, uh, I feel like someone was proposing some dollar hide Ben, <laughs> dollar Haas. I don't fucking know. I don't know. <laughs> It'll come up. Michael Ben. Oh, wow, I nailed it. Wow. <laughs> Public Benemies. That's all right. That's Dan, Dan Daddario, uh, um, Variety TV. What about Hosley? My, <laughs> yeah, that should be your nickname. <laughs> what, what, Hosley? <laughs> what are you talking about? Like Ollie. You're just saying your so name. Just with an I, though. Yeah. It's just spelled differently? Yeah, it would be easier to remember. I wish you were hungover, too. <laughs> Uh, what what did Dan Daddario say? Oh uh, sometimes he suggests um, a name. Like, He's a great suggester. That's why right, we call him the I'm great s- suggester. <laughs> and so I'm just I'm searching back through my DMs to see if um, he had a man mm-hmm. suggestion, but I'm not sure that he did. I, I I'm just wondering where is it. Anyway, we can keep talking. I mean, Benny Bumpo would be good if he hadn't changed the name to Hawkeye. You know, right. Yes, that would be good. No, there would be no problems with that. Benny Bumpa? No, exactly. No yeah. one would have an objection. No. Mm-hmm. 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 Ponyo. 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 
this score uh, slaps. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the thing. Okay, so full disclosure, yeah. because Shirley is an LA resident, Hello. and we're so we're doing this a little out of order. Sorry. So I feel like Griffin, as he is uh, you know, being exposed to Miyazaki. This is a big jump ahead. Oh. We're skipping a bunch of them in the middle right. I haven't seen before. The only ones you've seen so far are Cagliostro, which doesn't have a Hisashi score at all, right. and mm-hmm. then Castle in the Sky, which is a beautiful score, but it's very electronic. It's kind of spare and strange. And I've watched Nausicaa now. Oh, yeah. Because we thought okay. we were going to record sure, it sure, earlier. Sure. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, so that's all cool. But yeah. this is right. This is now where he's like at the height of his. I, like, I was kind of yeah. surprised by how epic the score was. Yeah. <laughs> it that, feels like Lawrence of Arabia. It's kind of the magic of this movie where you're like, I know this is just like a little fairy tale about a boy right. and his friend, but like yes. this is kind of like a humongous epic at it the is. same time. There's a tsunami. Yeah, even though it only it's- has like three locations, and they're all like a ten minute drive from each other. <laughs> Look, this is the thing. I, I rewatched all of the Toy Story movies recently. At the time we're recording this, it will have been several months before the episode comes out, but it also probably will apply for the week that this episode comes out. I assume I will have also rewatched all the Toy Story right. movies again. <laughs> um, Toy Story 1 has four locations. Right. It is it's crazy. Like Bonnie's room. Toy Story 1. No, oh, one. Toy Story 1. Bonnie's not A- born. Andy's house? No. Do we know? Andy's house? Mm-hmm. Sid's house? The gas station? Pizza Planet? Um, right, and the only and other Andy's place they and go Sid's house are next to each other. Next to each other, right, right. most of the movie takes place in one block, huh. and the only other thing you see is the street for the final right. moving chase, and that's sort of them just repeating the same mm-hmm. road yeah. and houses over and over again. But it is crazy that, like, much like this, they make a film that feels that yeah. is geographically taking place in a very confined and yet amount the scope of space. is so large. Or I mean yeah. it's kind of like a child's perspective when you think about it, That's right? I mean they're, the thing they're very I think small. Both of those movies do yeah. really well. Those are small like, toys, these are small people. These are small uh, <laughs> These are tiny uh, fish girls. Well, yes. As I've said, really, in Toy Story it does stress me out. They're so little. They're very small. Anytime they get and, like and stranded somewhere, I'm like, yeah. they're so far to walk. And you're yeah. so huge. <laughs> me, I'm huge. A large man. I am a large man. Four does that too, though. Like, four mostly takes place in a town square. That's what mm-hmm. I was going to say. I right. mean, it's, right, almost a practical necessity. Right, which it would I just love. It be crazy if they were traveling any further than, right, like, from across the street. Right, because yeah. even for most of the movie, the RV is pa- parked around the corner from the antique shop, mm-hmm. which is, uh, both are surrounding the carnival. And that's, like, the whole movie. So much of that writing must just be, like, right, how mm-hmm. do we have a new reason for the RV not to have left yet, right? We have to keep coming up with like narrative stalls. But also that thing of how do you not make this, how do you avoid this feeling claustrophobic by making the difference between this corner of the antique shop and this corner of the antique shop very (laughs) different (laughs) and the obstacles between them. Good movie. Uh, Yes. So a great film, American classic. Um, uh, Ponyo. Let me see the ring. (laughs) Forky put a ring on it. We all know at this point that Forky put a ring on it. Oh, God. Okay. This episode is coming out in like October, guys. It's okay, it's okay. It's a good run and gag. Keep right. going. How's your life with Forky so far? Great. <laughs> We're kicking ass together. What utensils do you think Forky uses? Like oh. to eat? Yeah. They don't eat. Does Forky eat? No, well, no. Forky they don't eat. eat. Oh my God. That's their magic of the toys. They're these immortal beings who require no, no sustenance. I'm, I'm angry because you're correct. That's why yeah. I like Toy Story 4, where it's like someone's sort of barging in, like, these are immortal beings. Yes. <laughs> like they're like mole rats. Like as right. long as no one kills them, they're yeah. in, they're in, in inevitable. But they also, never end. It's incredibly hard to kill because like Difficult you go like the kill. incinerator at the end of three. That seems like that would do that them would, in. That oh. would do them in, right. Mm. But like Mr. Potato can pull off different parts of his body and his consciousness transfers to whatever the parts are on. 
Like their eyes and their arms can function independently, right? In, insane superpower. Right. Mm-hmm. Then all these other characters, like if their arm gets pulled off or ripped off, they can just reattach it and they gain full mm-hmm. function. Right. Mm-hmm. But then you also have like Sid's mutant toys. I love that I'm making this into a Toy Story episode. I have a Keep couple going. questions to ask you and then we'll get to Ponyo. But Sid's mutant toys, when he's like scrapping together pieces from all these different toys, they still retain their own consciousness. Right. Like there's a new consciousness presumably formed by the combination of these separate parts. I feel like this is how the pitch process went for Soul. Yeah. Yeah, this yes. is where that Pixar came from. Pixar Soul. Um, yeah. A movie about about Pixar Soul. Yes, about Pixar questions. Soul. Yeah. One. Mm-hmm. Woody. Okay. Good guy. Hell of a guy. Cowboy. <laughs> Sheriff. The whole <laughs> series of movies yes. are about his life with Andy mm-hmm. and how idyllic it is. And then he gets passed on to Bonnie. And that's a little more rocky, right? Well, he thinks it's idyllic, but there are a lot of challenges throughout that road. I mean, it's that's the beautiful thing about Woody is he's like, I just want to get back to this thing right. that makes me very happy. Right. And he's always stressed out. He's well, always and, stressed out. And makes out. him yeah. feel powerful. I mean, wasn't yep. that a problem in <laughs> Story Story 1 where like the initial sort of cut of the movie, people were like, this guy is kind of insane. Like yeah. they needed to sort of soften him a little but bit. But he still is incredibly harsh for a lead character in a children's film. But yeah. it's established in these movies that he's a hand-me-down. Uh-huh. From Andy's dad, probably, yes. like is sort yes. of the thought. They say he's an old family he's, toy. They say mm-hmm. he's an old family toy. Yeah. Obviously, the, the second movie is like he's from this old TV show, this mm-hmm. old like sort of, you know, raw fifties. Right. Uh Jesse remembers her owner from the fifties. Prospector remembers not being purchased in the 50s. Right. Woody never talks about whatever happened. Why before. doesn't Woody talk about his life pre Andy? <laughs> well, it sounds like that's maybe the only thing they could make a five about. <sighs> That's a very good question. Interesting, because I got in a, I didn't get in a big fight, but I witnessed Emily getting in a a screaming argument, not a screaming argument, Uh an amusing fight (laughs) over whether Tom Hanks sounds older now. And uh, I kind of think he does when you watch those uh, first. The one who I think sounds older is Tim Allen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Tim Allen sounds a lot older because the first one is like, "I'm Buzz Lightyear," and this one is like, "Hey, I'm Buzz Lightyear." <laughs> he's like very like, I'm Buzz Lightyear. Like, yeah, he's the child. Yeah. <laughs> um, just weird because like when you think about the arc of the movies and like yeah. he's given away from Andy and yes. like that's such a where it's like. He never talks about like how he definitely went through that before. I kind of was. If he was within the family. It's a little different, obviously, than being given to a totally new person. But still, I was hoping they were going to touch it in four. Maybe in some right, way they, they, they touch would it. touch it. Touch it. Damn. Ponyo likes ham. Ponyo loves ham. Loves ham. Ponyo ate all the ham in the sandwiches. Uh, oh no, that's that's what I was gonna say. Here's here's the bridge I'm gonna build back to Ponyo. Mm. Uh, so I hadn't seen this movie. Uh, you know Miyazaki neophyte, um, but I, I was trying to remember what my understanding of the film was when it came out. Okay, uh, and it was. It felt like they were sort of going like, "This is like a little one. This is like very much a kids movie. This is like a much smaller story in scale." I thought I was wrong about this, but I thought he had taken over this movie from someone else. Is there one of the Ghibli films that he directed that was originally supposed to be directed by someone else? And then he was like, eh, fuck it, I'll do it. Or am I totally creating that? That's a good sure. question. I remember one of them being announced because of the fact that he kept on announcing retirements retirement, and not sticking right, to them. Right. I remember one of them being like, Ugh, I wasn't going to direct it, but now we had developed it and then I ended up directing it. Um, Googling. 
But the notion was definitely that this was like this was like a smaller one in between, it's, like after yeah. a run it's, of like it's Howl's Moving Castle. Yeah, right. that's what I thought that's it was. And I was okay. just a uh, Hosada was supposed to make that. Uh, okay, and um, he what Ghibli did not like his like take on the movie, okay. and they shelved it. And then Miyazaki was like, you know, hang on here, yeah. like you know, pulled there's it off something the to salvage. Yeah, I'm p- pulling something mm. off the shelf here. Mm. Um, Ponyo, I believe, was well, you know what. David's flexing. He's getting ready. Look for... at the internet, can't yeah. I? Mm-hmm. Um, was like them being like, let's like just let's do a um, no CGI movie again. Like, right. Let's have fun hand drawing. They movie. shut right. down their CGI department. Right. Right. And when he said when he stuff. said yeah. he was retiring, he didn't mean he wasn't going to make more movies. I think he just said he was retiring the way he would make them. Interesting. I think that's what that was. Anyway, I I remember there was just like there was a lot of hoopla around like him retiring and yeah. then his fans were like, hang on, what he actually said was he's was he just doesn't want to make movies this way again. I can't remember the exact quote. Because I remember looking at David in his laptop. Right. I remember certainly after like <laughs> Howl's Moving Castle, mm-hmm. the the sort of like, he might be done. He might be over. Sure. Mm-hmm. And then this one we felt like a surprise of like, oh, he's like doing this one and yeah. it doesn't have the same sort of like sense of importance that the last couple have had. Uh, yes. And this one never felt like it was going to be the last one, right? No. Uh, he loved this movie so much that he wanted to make Ponyo 2 right, next. Right, right. Yeah. Which is wild. And yeah. I wish he had. It's crazy this movie's 10 years ago, too. I, I just yeah. like that's, that's a passage of time farts. thing. Yeah. Um, no, I took, and yeah. I think it was Toshio Suzuki, the producer, the Ghibli producer guy, yeah. who was like, what about this like incredible swan song project that you could do, you know, about like your father's job and like families pushing their sons away. You know what I mean? Like, you know, overcommitment to work, Japan, right? about fucking Japan. Like it's just weird that (laughs) the war and everything after Ponyo comes in the middle of this run Mm -hmm. of him making increasingly like loftier and loftier movies. Yes. Mm -hmm. Big epics, like big, insane epics. Yeah. Yeah, and very like spiritual right. sort of mm. right. And then he was like, "No, I'll Crossing just do realms, like yeah. My Little Mermaid, and it'll be like fully." Yeah. It's so weird that yeah. he's like, "Yeah, this is what I think of the Little Mermaid." <laughs> Interesting, different take. <laughs> different take. Yeah. Imagine if fucking King Triton had like a crazy stripy shirt and yeah. like a little watering can and was a little <laughs> wizard. <laughs> I have to say, I'm watching these movies like in mm. in the original subtitled versions. Yes, you know, because I feel like you you gotta right yes. filmmakers intent. Yes, all of I that. watch this uh, in the the subs. Yes, but. Very hard. We'll talk about I, it. It's okay. Very hard every time that character came on screen not to switch over audio track so I could hear Liam Neeson. Neeson, Neeson is Lisa. great. All right, what yeah. do you think of the dub? You wanted to say something. I, I No, I was going to say I've actually never watched it with the subtitles on. Is wow. that Does that make me like... No. Is, you're not bad. It's fine. <laughs> I'm a bad person. But, I, but like theatrically, were any of these released with subtitles or did you have to no, see them these, dubbed? I, I remember this was dubbed. I took, yeah. so I took my little sister to go see it 10 years ago. Mm, hell yeah. 2009. Yeah. Your sister's about to graduate. She's graduating high school. That's why you're this in week. town. This week. That is why I'm in town. Like eight years old at the time. or whatever. She was seven. Yeah. Crazy. And then I was, I had just graduated high school. Uh, that, that's a hey. I had just well, not just I was out of college yeah yeah but I remember we watched yeah there there, there were no subtitles it was just the dub, I, it was the Disney version I saw Spirited Away in theaters with subtitles and it was like enough you could it was a know, limited delineate yeah. like some will mm. be subtitles some will be dubbed and I've, so I've seen those options available but Ponyo definitely is a kids movie mm. right obviously kids are going to struggle with a subtitled movie is this also yeah. his I feel like the dub is wider grossing domestically 
You mean in Japan? No, in the States. I oh, think in the this States. is his biggest American release. Might I remember be. this over I think you're right. I think you're relative. right. Yes, you're right. Yeah. You're right. It made $15 million yeah. to Spirit It Away's 12. Yeah. Which is domestically. But it was kind of crazy. It like, came out in August US, and it got right. the same sort of Disney release that usually doesn't work. And yeah. this one did pretty well. It did pretty well. I yeah. think it it's just. It's pretty fucking accessible. Yeah. It no, made $164 exactly. million dollars in Japan. Yeah. I mean that's just crazy. I mean now that he's unretired again, has he has he talked about going back to the the Ponyo well as a as it were Ponyo well? He's I don't think he's someone <laughs> to just sort of ruminate on like yeah who knows like yeah. I, I don't know he seems very one project. I just love that he was like gotta make a sequel. <laughs> yeah no I think yeah, yeah. a hammier sequel a hammier mm. sequel <laughs> Ponyo two the secret of Curly's ham I don't know <laughs> um, Ponyo uh, uh, fuck what about Ponyo oh yeah no I saw it in theaters. <laughs> Uh, delighted, mm. loved it. But then I have seen the dub many times because it used to be on cable all the time. Okay. Mm. And so it's the only one where I'm very familiar with the dub. Mm-hmm. So I will say Neeson crushes it, does a great job, yeah. absolutely crushes it. I have to find Ponyo. But also Tina Fey crushes it as Lisa. Tina Fey. That's part of the appeal. Now go on. As Lisa, <laughs> my wife, Lisa. The writing is also so fairly good. different because mm-hmm. I was when I was switching back and forth between the two, I would put on the... American dub, but with the Japanese subtitles, exactly. Japanese English subtitles, right? Right, and the, and they do definitely change the language a bunch. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. why the I intent am always, is the same in every yeah. scene. It's but, why I'm yeah. always most in favor of the sub because it's you know, the original version because that's the right. original version. So that, yeah. right, yeah. that's usually what I do when I watch anime. Yeah, yeah. But Ponyo is a little kids movie, and so I've always been much more forgiving of its dub. That's all. Okay. Also Noah a little, Cyrus, a little kid. <laughs> Noah yeah. Cyrus. You got Noah Cyrus, and you have Frankie Jonas, also known as the Bonus Jonas. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with this phenomenon? Are you looking at me? Yes, I am vaguely familiar. When the He's Jonas the fourth Jonas, right? Were blowing up for the first time. Mm-hmm. Another thing that now, for the first time, I'm sorry, that would me, be burning up. Thank I'm you. sorry, when they were burning, burning up. <laughs> yeah, Frankie Thank Jonas, you. the Bonus Jonas. <laughs> that's that's the other thing that makes me feel like wow, time has passed. Right. That now the Jonas Brothers are having this comeback and it's mm. like supposed to be a big deal. It's like it's their first album together in seven years. It is a big deal. And I'm like enough time has Passed elapsed. Like that there's nostalgia for the Jonas Brothers. That they yeah. rose. They peaked. Mm. They, they started to fall. Right. They broke up. Yeah. They had separate careers. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Nick Jonas gave the greatest performance in modern American cinema in Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle. <laughs> and then now they're back together and people are like emotional about it. Yeah. God. Did you like the Jonases? Mm-hmm. You did. Because you were in mine. high school for the Jonas Brothers, right? Yes, I was. Um, Congratulations. God. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> thank you very much. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, no, I liked them great. Like it's. You liked them great? Yeah. <laughs> you liked them, <laughs> you liked them very great. Well, I'm, trying, yeah. I'm trying to hedge it a little bit because yeah. I was not, like, I didn't go to their concerts or anything they like that. They weren't your favorite. Okay. Yeah, you know, like, I wasn't, uh, like, wearing you, shirts. I wasn't. What do you call, like, a Jonas head? <laughs> a Jonas head. No, what seriously? Come on. I'm actually not sure. Yeah, so I wasn't part of that army. That made Mm -hmm. I always thought that was so funny that they were like, here are the three brothers in a band, and there's a bonus Jonas. (laughs) And it was just their little brother who they would like bring out on stage and he would like dance for a moment. And they'd be like, There's your bonus Jonas. A little Easter egg. Yeah. A little cameo. Yeah. Jonatics. Jonatics. No, thank you. That sounds like a more like for Joan Rivers fans. I am. In that case, I'm a genetic. <laughs> yeah, I'm a genetic. Yeah, it's um, a little hard to say. Yeah. So genetic, genetic. Yes, yeah, <laughs> I think the original idea is uh-huh. uh, Miyazaki's like the Little Mermaid, mm-hmm. 
But then whatever he's writing is obviously yeah. almost immediately disappearing. Well, right. right, because he wasn't trying to base the story on The Little Mermaid. He was just inspired, inspired by it. Inspired by it. But there is, yeah. you know, she is going to turn into sea foam. Yeah, well, I think he just really wanted to draw the ocean. But that was the thing, right? Yeah. He's really just like, what about if we mm-hmm. could fucking hand draw the ocean and mm-hmm. put all these computers to shame? <laughs> That's what yeah. he did. Mr. Miyazaki sat down when I want to fucking draw the ocean. Yeah. Exactly. He wanted to <laughs> cuck some computers. That's what this movie is. <laughs> exactly. Does. Yeah, Miyazaki cucking computers. Uh, and um, mm-hmm. he preferred to draw the sea and the waves himself, oh. just by himself. It tells you a lot about the guy. <laughs> just sitting there. Yeah, hundred and seventy thousand separate images in this yeah. film. A record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and Ponyo is Miyazaki's Ponyo. idea of the noise of a soft, squishy thing. Right. It's an onomatopoeia. Ponyo. 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 <laughs> Ponyo. <laughs> And the thing about him is like, that's, I mean, I'm sure you guys are going to talk about this on all the other, oh my God, the time of this is, anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. The fact that he does like to hand draw everything himself and he right. does like to, you know, he's really meticulous about it. And a lot of other Japanese animators don't do that, right? Like Mamoru Oshii didn't do that. directors don't, right? Well, no, Tana yeah. Hata didn't know how to draw. Exactly. Yeah. So for him to sit down and be like, let's do 170,000 this yeah David is mining <laughs> drawing Whereas, like I think Takahata just like David's drawing is more like, like scratching <laughs> yeah here is the town uh-huh that he based it on mm. the real town a real seaside village yeah. he visited Tona Tomonura mm-hmm. what's well, also to Shirley's <laughs> shut point shut up Shirley <laughs> no, it was fine it was yeah good. Shirley I shut up it's fine uh to Shirley's point a thing I talk about a lot that no one else seems as interested in as I am the, this increasing trend of American animated films being <laughs> a fucking scroll. <laughs> like, <laughs> here are the things I talk about that no one seems interested. You just got gold in the room. Griffith, it's all just trash in here. <laughs> the scroll keeps like bouncing off the walls. Oh my god, Ben's disappeared. <laughs> Can you drown in a scroll? <laughs> a ham. Ham. Okay. A ham. Mm-hmm. Five comedy points, Charlie. <laughs> Thanks. This thing where American animated films are increasingly being directed or co-directed by people who have literally zero animation experience. Uh, where it's not only like people who like came up in animation but don't really draw themselves or don't really animate themselves, but people who just are like, I'm Rodney Rothman. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It's It feels like now American animation studios want to cut the animation in sticks and they're like, mm-hmm. we don't want to be like too animated. So bring in some like live action comedy writer. Right. Some and have them co-direct guy. the movie to just like give notes yeah. without any understanding of the technical aspects of the thing. It mm-hmm. seems weird and counterintuitive. It's weird. That he mm-hmm. would just like say to an animator, make this happen. And yeah. then they would have to be like, oh, well, that's going to be hard to do because right. of X, Y, and Z. Right. So they always have like a co-director right, who's, who's like, like the animation. Can't do that. Right, right. But it is like DreamWorks, Illumination. Mm-hmm. Uh, all these studios are doing that more and more and more where it's like, here's like Scott Mosier, Kevin mm-hmm. Smith's old buddy co-directing The Grinch. He co-directed The Grinch. Yeah, and you're like, what's the chain that leads to that happening? I don't know. Maybe he had a great Grinch pitch. Maybe. The The pitch was, what if The Grinch sounds like Griffin Newman? Grinch in a pinch. Mm -hmm. Does he sound like Griffin Newman? Yeah. Played by Bandit Cumberbatch sounds like me. He's like, "Ah, I hate Christmas. And I'm like, why did you hire Bandit Cumberbatch? (laughs) Who could be like, I hate Christmas. I am The Grinch. (laughs) Right. Instead he's like, "Mm, I don't know. I hate Christmas. Uh, Whatever. (laughs) He sounds so much like me in that trailer. It's bizarre. But you have seen the film. Oh, wow. No, I haven't seen the film. Mm. That's just wondering. 
Mm. I might it might freak me out I, hearing the sound of my own voice that much. <laughs> so you don't listen to this podcast. Uh, he doesn't. I, not usually, I don't think. No, I listen sometimes. sometimes. Okay. I listen sometimes. I'm not an avid listener. David listens to every episode and subscribes to our Patreon mm. and pays us money. Griffin thinks this is funny. A cut of that I money goes funny to too. Patreon. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Doing us a fine service. Delighted in this. <laughs> he listens all the time. I love mm. it. You know, that's what he always says. It's the, it's the only thing he listens to. He goes, He's given up music. It's a great podcast. He's quit it. That's his answer. He goes, good, good podcast. Like good podcast. I love listening to it. <laughs> well, the other thing is also we record episodes so many months in advance. Sure. That sometimes I literally am like, oh, I don't remember anything that we said on that podcast. Like, not one thing. Yeah, and then I'll hear a bit and I'll be like, oh, I should have driven that into the ground. Like, I should have remembered to do that multiple weeks in a I row. I will often be, I'm sure you do this too, where you're listening and someone says something and you're like, well, what I would say at this point is this, and then you say it. Like, uh, three months ago. There was, I forget what it was, but there was some bridge we established at one point between Star Wars and the Cars franchise. Sure. Mm. And I said, wow, Mater, instead of wow, Vader. <laughs> and it has been driving right. me crazy for him. Like, I listened you to it. You had to go on like a two-week seclusion. I was like, that's the one time I would have been able to go, wow, Vader. And I didn't do it. You did it now. Yeah. And yeah, I did it now. We can splice it in. Yeah, someone cut yeah. it back into whatever episode Please. that was. Ben. <laughs> yes, sir. How you doing? Ben's on his phone. He's texting. Yeah. Oh, I'm just doing worse stuff. I'm doing great. I'm, I love this movie I was so gonna, much. I wanted to bring you in because this is a film with some H2O. Yeah. <laughs> it's and made I'm for a, Ben. It's a soggy. It's a I love like, wet it's movies. Soggy. It's a soggy. Uh, Miyazaki. It sneaks up on you and then it's just fucking Miyazaki. water, water, water. Yeah. You know what I mean? Miyazaki yeah. film, yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. More comedy yeah. points. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, 10 comedy points. Um, Surely but so. In brilliant. all seriousness, I will say this about the 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 portrayal of the ocean life mm -hmm. and the idea that is you know it's a kids movie but they're really trying to uh sell the viewer on pollution's bad 100%. and we have to treat the ocean with respect right. yeah. that really got me and i really think that that's a great moral and lesson in the movie i agree with that mm -hmm. also this movie uh has a uh, good broth it does. You gotta have a good broth. They they spend a lot of time on food and preparation. Yeah, I mean that's a Miyazaki hallmark, but yeah, yeah. for sure. David 100%. looks so self satisfied. Right <laughs> it's the process. <laughs> good broth. No, this whole time he wasn't even listening to Ben. He was yeah. just like, I want to like, talk about, about the, ocean, about the like, broth. Talk broth. About <laughs> no, no. I mean, I think you know that he begins the movie. We mm -hmm. can get into the start of with that. Just like pristine. He begins the movie as films do with a beginning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he starts. Uh, you know the like it's like this beautiful magical kingdom, it's right? Crazy. It's so like serene Gorgeous. and wonderful, right? Yeah. And it's just Ponyo riding a little jellyfish, mm -hmm. and the well, colors I mean, are fucking insane. We yes. got to talk about Fujimoto, right? Her her wizard father, Hell yeah. and mm. the ship because I think the ship's design is actually one of the like <sighs> it's crazy it's, submarine it's somewhere magic bubbles like in this film that like takes place in what did you say like it's just like you can drive every, everywhere in ten minutes yeah, yeah. like it's like there's only a little right. bit either of, on top of the hill or yeah, not. yeah. you can yeah. only throw in so many fantastical elements that like he really loves doing yes. so he put a lot of effort into designing that ship and I love it yeah, yeah. the ship yeah. is so overflowing it flaps with craziness <laughs> he is so crazy Fujimoto well that was like Miyazaki's whole idea that's like the villain quote unquote of the film is a father who kind of drives his son away by caring too much his right. daughter away mm -hmm. I mean sorry yes right. 
but that it was like <laughs> the fact that like the villain is like we have to save the planet right mm-hmm. like he's like fighting for the right thing right mm-hmm. and he's doing everything based out of the fact that he loves Ponyo yeah and he also knows like if Ponyo you know eats human food and all that could turn into seafoam right mm-hmm. but he's like Issue. too overbearing in a way that ends up hurting the causes he's trying to fight for right that having been said man can wear the fuck out of a jacket <laughs> Yeah, those stripes are looking good on yeah. a boy. He does some have an incredible wardrobe. Mm-hmm. Um, Imagine Liam Neeson styled like this in real life. I don't want to. Come on, Shirley. Imagine Shirley. Imagine Liam. Neeson. All right. Imagine. I don't want to go any further with that. Why? I think Liam Neeson jokes are really. It's a good time to make Liam Neeson. Jokes. Do you think by mm-hmm. October people will have just forgotten about that, and we can remind them now? No, well, I feel like maybe there will be another headline. No, no, they will have forgotten because, of course, America has high tea fever. America cannot stop talking about high tea. Liam Neeson's incredible breakout character from Men in Black International. They fucking love him. A very funny joke implying that he has high testosterone. Oh, I know. I it, I took it as high tea, like the British tea serve. Oh really? Yeah. I thought it was high tea, like to no, it's British just like tea service. What what's that? What are you talking? Why would you about? know? No, that? I'm just asking. I'm not doing the bit. What's high tea? It's like this thing that I feel like mostly you know a, a tourist visiting Britain likes to do. Okay, so a like, thing you've done once or twice. <laughs> which is like you know the the very fancy tea service with all of the okay. cutlery, oh, you know, sure, and, sure, and then sure, like sure. the little tower of and sandwiches, those little, yeah, those and little all that stuff. crust cut off sandwiches. Right. right. See, right, I right. thought it was and a joke. A high tea. I thought it was, it was about- a testosterone. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, my balls are so big. Yeah, that was a joke about Liam Neeson having a killer hog. Did, he does. <laughs> That's what I'm I mean, saying. He's got a big boy. Him and Uncle Milty. Yeah. <laughs> Him and Uncle Milty. Yeah. Did you see Men in Black International? Nope. I haven't either. I just read the Wikipedia page. Yep. <laughs> I saw his character. I mean, it's October now, so I could say I looked at the cast list okay. and predicted the twist. I just had to look at IMDb. What's yeah. The twist? I just looked at the cast list and I was like, Here's the t- twist. They're aliens. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that's there very twisty. Aliens. What? They exist. Extraterrestrial. Um, yeah. Mm. Um. No, David no, looked no, at I the looked cast, cast list, list and, and I was like, Rafe Spall's in this? He's going to be the red herring villain and Liam Neeson will be the villain. Just because like casting Rafe Spall, it's either like you're just lazy and you want an English villain mm-hmm. or you like think you're being real clever and you're like, yeah, we'll cast this guy who reeks of English villain. Yeah. But then it'll turn out he's just annoying. <laughs> reeks of English villain. Right. I like that. Yeah. It's like a terrible perfume. Right, exactly. See, here's, here's the other thing oh, I dislike about the high <laughs> tea thing. They've never had modifiers like that. It's always no, it's, just been which the is letter. Why I fucking hate it. Yeah, I hate high tea. I hate high tea. But here's the other thing. <laughs> He's I my hate. least favorite character ever. Okay, we hate high tea. I hate. I hate. Yeah. Men in Black is an American concept. Of course. No one in Britain is like, here come the Men in Black, like the famed mm-hmm. like G Men. That's a totally it American sense. That's why thing. They called it international. David. Oh, fuck, you're right. Oh, you know what? Sorry, I'm going to write a check to F. Gary Gray right now, who apparently didn't have final cut. And apparently tried to quit the movie several times yeah. during Ooh. production. Yeah. I feel bad for him. Yeah. What's he going to do except have millions of dollars? Yeah. No, I do feel bad for him, too, because <laughs> yeah. his name's on that piece of shit. Mm. Next time, ask me. I'll do it. I'll step in. It, it is one of those things, <laughs> I don't though. care. Like, I'll direct fucking Men in Black International. You feel Two. like if the premise was we <laughs> yeah. do Men in Black overseas. No, it, right. You should spend work to try to figure out what the foreign equivalent 
of the men in exactly. black archetype mm. would be. And instead they're just like, uh, they wear like black and white suits, they have sunglasses, right. have a secret base, deal with aliens. Right. Um, it seems like yeah. their premise was just... <laughs> you see? I mean, the thing that blows my mind about the like production article that was yeah. in, it's like the studio was torn on Men in Black International or a Men in Black 21 Jump Street spinoff, right. like emerging oh, of the universes. Yeah. And I'm like, when you're torn on those two things, just settle down, go back, <laughs> think of more things. Yeah. Like, those don't have to be the final two choices where you're like, we have to do one or the other. Also, That's you- it. <laughs> Make your choice. Someone said, like, it's not a franchise killer. Like, in talking about the box office of Men in Black International, I love that we're coming in with the pipe and hot Men in yeah, Black no, International no. takes when one of the four of us has seen this movie. <laughs> that came out five months ago. Right, but everything it represents I find fascinating. No, I but they were like, Sony's definitely going to have to put Men in Black on ice for a little while now and not rush into another reboot. And it's like, what, or they just never make <laughs> just one again. What are you talking about? Fucking easy. Yeah. And don't do it. Men in Black 2 is bad. There's Men in Black one 3 is good bad. Men in Black movie. Yes. And then people are like, well, Men in Black 3 is okay. And I'm like, only compared to yeah. other Men in Black sequels right. is it okay. The second best <sighs> Men in Black movie is Men in Black the Animated Series. 100%. Yeah. The third best Men in Black movie is, I don't know, like a fucking phone game probably, right? I don't know. Like, what else is oh, it? The- the, there's a riot at Universal that yeah, rules. That's it, oh, three. I love that one. And Will Smith is in it. Yeah. Great. So it's canon. It counts. Will Smith's in it. Rip Torn's yeah. in it. The fourth best Men in Black movie is him, Will Smith, trying to crawl over all those pipes. <laughs> yes. In Men in Black 2. Yeah, just I'd watched also, as a one-minute scene. I'd say the Men in Black music videos are better than 2, 3, or International. I would the original Men in Black one is is better, but... Uh, Nod Your Head not, is a fucking great video. Nod Your Head is... <laughs> Nod Your Head, Black Suits Coming? I remember that. Do you remember Nod Your Head, Black I Suits Coming? I don't. You don't remember the, Nod Your Head, Black Suits Coming? No, I don't. It was the song for Men in Black 2. I don't. And My was, memory's been erased. Uh, you know, oh. Neuralized. Well, the song is sort Go of. Go on, though. This like is Like America was neuralized about <laughs> Linda Fiorentino. <laughs> this is my conspiracy theory. It's a great song because uh, it, it's a command and then it follows up with an explanation. <gasps> so they're saying, not your head. And okay. it's like, wait, wait a second, but let me just, I'll tell you why Black Suit's coming. Makes absolutely no <laughs> sense because when the men in black are coming, you don't nod your head no. like, no. I, I like that they're here. <laughs> yes. yes. It just feels like that was the end of be- people being like, if Will Smith's in a movie, he needs to rap a song that is over l- the credits. Like it has. Hitch is the last mm. one. I Does think? he do one for Hitch? I feel like Hitch has a song called Switch. Am I wrong about that? Well, Switch is a Will Smith song. I just didn't know it was attached I think it's to in the Hitch. Credits. Yeah. Um, but like, but then there was just that like was some a missed fucking, opportunity for Hitch to Hitch. It was just some Fine, focus group being like, all right, the Dougie, the electric uh-huh. side, like what can? And someone was just like, what about nodding? Yeah, like, what about? <laughs> no one's ever uh, made a dance move out of just <laughs> nodding your head. I hope there's an actor who just decides to start like doing their SoundCloud rap right. for like their movies. Right. I think that's like. Other actors should do that. Yeah, sure. Jonah totally. Hill. Bring it back. I don't know. Bring it <laughs> yeah. Brad Pitt. Yeah. yeah. Brad Pitt. Yeah. Yeah. Get him rapping. Those are the credits for Clint Once Upon a Time. did it for yeah. Grand yeah, Torino. Torino. Yeah. He sang a song? <laughs> Wait, do you not know that? No. Yeah, he's like, Grand Torino. <laughs> I'm not, we're not joking. That's what the song is like. That is my car. <laughs> like, when you exit it's that like movie and you hear it, you're piano. like, uh, is, did someone like start an air conditioner in another room? <laughs> and then you're like, oh no, I guess Clint Eastwood is singing? Get What's that low rumble? <laughs> Grand Torino. You know how like the decimal meter, like you know, a, a airplane taking like off is like at the are, high. Dogs are like uh, like howling. <laughs> Clint Eastwood singing is like one decibel. <laughs> it should just be like desperado. It should be like Grand Torino. Mm-hmm. Why don't you? 
come to your senses. <laughs> I just, I guess, Cl- I literally think, wanted to want, change that one word. Do you what? think Clint Eastwood should join the Eagles? I think Clint Eastwood should join <laughs> no, the Eagles. Whip you into shape. Um, one of my favorite things to do at karaoke uh-huh. is pick Nadia Head Black Suits coming. <laughs> <laughs> Refuse to look at the lyrics and mm-hmm. just try to, within the rhythms of the song, describe what I remember the plot of Men Black to be. <laughs> <laughs> So I do it like with the same enthusiasm. The plot is like Rosario Dawson's the love interest, but it turns out she's like an alien artifact or she's something. Like a she's like a star, right? And and Laura Flynn Boyle is trying Shirlina, to get her. Yeah, who's got plant plant arms? Yeah, and she used to date Tommy Lee Jones, which is why they have to deneuralize him, right? But then so they, he can remember. But then they deneuralize him, and he's like, "I still don't remember." Right, which has to happen because I otherwise the movie would be over. Th- they have the real deneuralizer, which they can't get to work, so they have to go to Tony Shalhoub, and he's got like a janky yes, deneuralizer. That's right. And he's like, "It might not work perfectly." Right, right, yeah. right. And uh, you know, I just can't get over the fact that in the first one, they almost suggest that Linda Fiorentino has sex with the corpses. Yes. Like, it looks like there's like a 50-50 chance that that's what she's about to say. Yes. Because she says to Will Smith, like, you know what I like to do when no one's around. And then they get cut off. Yeah. And she's either saying, like, I have sex near the corpses or with the corpses. It it's definitely, a one it's, or the it's other. sexual. She's having sex with something. She's about to say, reveal something sexual. Right. And yeah. it never comes up again. Yeah. And uh, then there's that whole extended thing where they're yelling at each other where he's like, you know, you got a whole queen of the undead vibe. And it's so funny. That movie's a fucking masterpiece. It's, a masterpiece. it's 98 minutes It's perfect. Like I haven't seen it in a really long uh, time. Gotta rewatch it. Well, you God. should nod your head. Gotta nod I, your head. I, I could. Well, you know what a movie I saw recently? Do you, uh, Ben, Ponyo. I just want to say, Ben <laughs> leaned into the mic and said, you want to know a movie that I saw recently? Nod your head. While vape was coming out, <laughs> pouring out of his lips. Black yeah. suit's coming. Black suit's coming. Okay. Yeah, no, okay. So Ponyo, you know what? Her mm. real name's Brunhilde. Yes. As, it's a reference to Wagner. That's right. Uh-huh. Uh, she lives in an underwater magical submarine yeah. with her dad, who is a sea wizard. Mm-hmm. and Which her, is like the best kind of wizard. Mm-hmm. Right. And her sisters, who are little planktons. Yeah. I don't know how little, else to They're like mini girl Ponyos. Babies. Yeah. yeah. I love uh, them. Right. And they go, meow, 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 meow. They, do, they fucking rule. I mean, I'm not, Good I mean, they, they are the best. They're like among the 10 best things in yeah. the world. And she gives, she always gives one of them a little kiss. Yes. And I, whenever she does that, I feel that. I and, wish I had little copies of me floating around me. <laughs> yeah. And it's just immediately, that. it's like, this movie just has, you know, every, something is moving in this movie all yeah. the fucking time. Yeah. Like it's, it's so energetic and like all the like, yeah, just yes. undulations and the, oh, it's, I love yeah. it. I, I yeah. couldn't believe how crazy this opening was. Yeah. Right, because the it's opening, like so operatic. It, there's a yeah. cold open. Yes. Right. And she right. gets on a jellyfish. She like floats up. And then we have the like credit sequence. And it mm-hmm. feels like you're watching like a laser light show or something. <laughs> it's like so sparkly and colorful and fast. And like and I, the music is just like going yeah. insane. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love Finding Nemo. It's one of my preferred Pixar mm-hmm. movies. And it's so pretty and it's so colorful yeah but it doesn't you know you lack that crazy motion right mm-hmm. you know because the ocean is basically kind of clear and finding Nemo. yes right yeah like it has that just that i keep doing this with my no fingers. it's always undulating yeah, yeah. 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 wobbly yeah. yes uh <laughs> wobbly and then she you know gets uh captured by a fishing trawler and it's like classic miyazaki mm-hmm. like you know hits you with the hook 
Mm-hmm. She really, gets trapped really into are. a little glass jar. Yeah. And she and can't she, wriggle her way free. I just like that that takes a while. Yeah. That you see her trying to escape, but you know it's yeah. inevitable and all the mm-hmm. garbage is around and her. And I love that she moves like like a like a little shark, like a little baby shark. <laughs> do, 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 do. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> but you, yeah, and then she she can't get out of it and we're all doing this. Yeah. Yeah. And we're baby mm-hmm. sharking. Mm-hmm. Right. Do, do, do. do you like do you like <laughs> this? Do I like baby shark? Yeah. No. Well, sure. It bobs. How about left shark? No, I don't care for left shot. Yeah, I, I like all of this. I am. I mean, I admit, I it, it was a little jarring for me to jump from Castle in the Sky to Ponyo. <laughs> sure. I feel like I'm missing a lot of steps in between. That's fair yeah. visual wise, but yes. Ponyo is kind of an odd one anyway. I mean, Ponyo is close to his sibling right. is Totoro. Yes, those are the two mm. most like child's his, eye like, vision. Simple. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, stories that he's told. Well, like simple fable. Totoro mm-hmm. is much simpler. Totoro is like insanely, like mm-hmm. elementally simple. Mm-hmm. This has like some shit that needs explaining, and there's like, oh no, if she doesn't do that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's a little bit more like of a quest. Conflict. Or there's right. yeah, there's more conflict. That's yeah. It. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Totoro is pretty. Totoro is just like. Yay! Yay! <laughs> and in like the last twenty minutes, it's like, oh no, she's run off. But I think, yeah. I mean, I love every minute of Ponyo, mm-hmm. but the first chunk where it's really just about like that feeling when you're a kid when you find a special thing that's for you, mm-hmm. and you're uh, you love it so. You have like an emotional so relationship with like the way thing. that Bonnie Forky. loves Forky. Thank yes. you. Yes. Yeah, I mean, fair, absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's the idea of Forky, right? Can mm-hmm. I ask you? Do you view Bonnie as competition at all? I just don't know any way I can answer that question without fully canceling but the myself. Thing is, Bonnie is Forky's creator. Uh, right. you know, so you gotta. Right. Bo- Bonnie loves Forky the way a parent loves a child. Mm-hmm. Like the way God loves all his children. Right. <laughs> just saying. Right. David loves Forky on a more sexual, peer to peer level. There's just no sex with the toys. One of the things I loved about Toy Story 4 was that Woody and Buzz didn't, I mean, not Woody and Buzz. Well, yeah. hey, that's another question. Yeah. Uh, Woody and Bo didn't kiss. Because mm-hmm. I was like, let's not get into that idea. Uh-huh. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that they would find pleasure in and touching. And you love kissing. Love kissing. Mm-hmm. Good kisses in this movie. Yeah, that's a very good one. Very I should make it clear. Kissing. When I say that David loves kissing, it's not that David loves kissing other people. David loves hearing <laughs> that other people have kissed. True. I do love like to myself. Well, okay, kiss. come on. But I'm not going around, you know, smooching, people, just smooching right, away. Right, being yeah. like, let's kiss. No, you save that for one special spork. <laughs> but I do love. I love to hear that people have kissed. Give him a big smudge. I almost always love to hear that people have kissed. Yeah. And um, I love a good kiss in a movie. Right. Mm-hmm. And and I abhor a bad kiss. We're Hate you were kiss. very angry about Aladdin. There's that. That was a bad kiss. You didn't see Aladdin? I skipped the screening. Whole new world. Yeah. Yeah. It was bad. Uh, it's well, between Carpet and Naboo, right? Ooh. <laughs> no, if you remember, at the end of A Whole Naboo's New like World. licking the tassels. In the cartoon, in uh-huh. the animated yes. version, yeah. there's that moment where the carpet kind of like kicks Aladdin up so yeah. he'll kiss Jasmine. Mm-hmm. And they have like Adorable. a pretty fucking hot kiss. Uh-huh. And you're like, oh, 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 like that. <laughs> you're like fucking Arsenioing over here. <laughs> Griffin is losing oh, his mind. <laughs> no one makes you sillier than Shirley. It is uh, like truly. It is true. I mean, sil- Shirley and Ponyo is also. Yeah, it didn't do anything. Yeah. Um, Go on. What about the kiss? It was and bad. Then the ki- they, as they do almost everything in in the live action room, they kind of recreate the moment in the live action mm-hmm. remake. Mm-hmm. And like they barely, I don't know. It's lame. And these are two irony. And they're lifeless. Uh-huh. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you. Like I mean, these two people. I've been watching them for an hour, and I'm like. 
I can't wait to see these two kiss. This sounds great. <laughs> Love them. Love them kissing. Beautiful. Not, not, not much to say about the movie, but I'll see him kiss. <laughs> they kiss and you're like, that's it? Yeah. Jesus. And then Will Smith falls in love with Nassim Pedrad. Weird movie. Do they kiss? Yeah, do they? This is my summer they... where I decided to see nothing. No, know that they kiss. Yeah. They definitely hug. Uh, I don't know. And they fuck, right? Because don't they have little babies? They, I mean, mm. yeah, off screen they, yeah. they have sexual. Do you see the baby? on screen. <laughs> uh, I don't think they fuck on screen. But you're not so, but you're not so into hugs. Like, Fine with yeah, a hug, but I mean, is, like, you know, kissing mm, is pretty yeah. cool. And X's like, over O's. Mm. I, I nodded. Mm. Yes. Uh, I gave a sort of. A, Do you like slop? It was a very kissing. solemn nod. Uh-huh. Do you like in a movie? Nod where your head. A solemn nod. Like, <laughs> hey, ten comedy. Nod your head. Kiss, kiss boys coming. What? Do you like a sloppy kiss? Like what's like, like a give, lot of tongue and like you know when people are like gross kissing by purpose because they're so in love. If it's for real, yeah. I'm fine with it because then love it's a sloppy exactly. Kiss. Then it's yeah, like I mean, if, if, the least surprising thing I've ever. <laughs> Ben's a little sloppy. It's the saliva, Ben. <laughs> I, I bet your goal is that zero tongue lands inside the mouth. <laughs> I imagine you're just licking the outside of her cheeks. Oh, God. No comment. Hey, don't get mad at me, Shirley. This is what Ben does. All these images. Uh, Ponyo. Ponyo. Uh, yeah, okay. So Ponyo is rescued. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. By uh, Sosuke. By Sosuke, who is uh, an adorable little boy in short pants. The bonus Jonas. Uh, he is the bonus <laughs> Jonas in the. Um, and he lives on a cliff. He lives on a cliff by the sea with mm-hmm. his mommy, his dad, uh, too, but he is on a boat for the whole movie. Uh-huh. Yes. So he's, that's what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a little boy. He has short pants. He exclusively calls his mommy by her first name. Yeah, which is funny. Proper first in name. The, in, the, in the original mm-hmm. version, too. Not yeah. sure why. Yeah. Although it's the subtitle, so I can't. Uh, testifies to the word he's using in Japanese. Sure. But calls her Lisa in the subtitles. Not sure yeah. why. Yeah. Weird one. Yeah. What's up with that, Shirley? Well, I mean, he's, you know, he's a, he's mature for his age. Yes. That, that is, they have a very business-like he's, relationship. Yeah, and he, you know, he goes with Lisa to, you know, the senior home. Right, mm. right? Like, and, he, and he's he's very helpful. He's a very good little boy. A good little man. The, he's the man of the house. He's the man of the house. The movie talks about this. Yeah. Calling calling uh, parents by their first name when you're a kid is a great bit. I did it all the time. <laughs> I, I still, I usually refer to my father by his full name. <laughs> I call him Peter Nim in most interactions. Oh, Pistol Pete? Pistol Pete. Or I'll call him Pistol Pete, Petite Pete. Um, I call my dad Bobby Baby. You call your Bobby, dad Bobby, Bobby Baby. Bobby Baby, Bobby Honey, Bobby. What do you Robert call, Dallin. What do you call your parents, Shirley? I call them um, uh, Mom and Dad. Yeah, it's very, it's really boring. And then in Chinese, I just call them Papa, Mama. And that's it. The equivalent, yeah. sure. Yeah, nothing special. I do think it's interesting when you hit that age where you're mm-hmm. like, what's yeah? How do I when you're transitioning out right. of the babyish uh, mommy, daddy, whatever? Because I was papa, very much whatever. a I was a, I was a mommy papa guy, and those don't age well. They don't age Mommy, well. There's, but it is it yeah. is hard, and I wonder if the parents have to be involved, like at identifying the moment where you're like, you know what. Mm-mm. Yeah. <laughs> no more. I'm not mommy. I'm cutting you off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's I'm over. not mommy. I'm Lisa. And, you know, yeah. you have a sibling who's much younger than you, mm-hmm. which means that probably the word was, was perpetuated for exactly. Much so maybe right. that would mess things up more. I don't know. That did mess things up with because yeah. you have a much younger sibling yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. My sister. Yeah. She's Actually, like ten I think, years I think that's. You. I think you're on something here. Right. Yeah. Because I think that's why, like, you just kind of stick with the the juvenile. 
way of calling your parents. I don't, yeah. Although I don't know. I, I, don't know. I still feel I weird. Well, Sosuke calls his mommy Lisa. Lisa. And he is a classic Miyazaki uh, protagonist mm-hmm. in that he is practical. <laughs> you just punched your mic. He kind of has a can-do <laughs> attitude, mm-hmm. you know, but he's also pretty connected to nature. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think he's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any of his future endeavors, if he wants to look me up, I'm happy to help him yeah. out. Mm-hmm. I think he's super fucking cool. Yeah. I like his pants. Would yeah. you vote for him in the Democratic primaries? <laughs> I think, like, uh, yes, of course. Yeah, hundred percent. He's no the question. kind of like optimism, yeah. you know, yeah. future thinking that we need right yeah. now. Start a podcast. Me and Sosuke. Yeah. <laughs> Sims and Sosuke. Short po- Sosuke Ponyo. <laughs> uh, shorts cast. Right. Uh, finds mm-hmm. little baby mm-hmm. Ponyo in a bottle. Mm-hmm. Uh, gets how to fix it. You know, cracks yeah. it with a rock. Yeah. But that's also means Figures that he that he's got a little drop of blood. Oh, cuts his he hand. Cuts his finger. Sosuke licks it. I mean, Ponyo yeah. licks it. Ponyo licks it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, apparently, that's sort of the moment that like seals her as like yeah. having it's one foot in the human world. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Right. I mean, that's that's the weird thing in this movie is it's like, oh, you think it's just to show that she is magical and that she can fix wounds, but it's also that that's the way she gets infected by the yeah. curse of humanity. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Right. She but absorbs his blood and then to- turns into like a. T- yeah. To Fujimoto, Hell it's like, yeah. I mean, it's exactly what you're saying. It's like, yeah. fuck, humanity's in her now. Yeah. What yeah. a disaster. Right. Now, hate those Now guys. she's got chicken mm. arms and legs. <laughs> well, that takes her, it takes her a while before yeah. she gets her chicken arms and legs. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, at first, mm. uh, what was I going to say? But is, is it bad? No. Like, no. it's good. Yeah. But definitely need that. You need that bond. Yeah, and he's delighted to have to have her around, and he he thinks she's a goldfish, as everybody does yeah. in the beginning of the film, right? Like, yes. and and I think like I love that they call her a goldfish. Yeah, <laughs> just that classic kid thing, though. You know, the little puff bucket. Yeah, where it's yeah. Like he's guarding that with his life. Yeah, yeah. it's there's, the most important thing in the world. There's this little. There's a park um, in Shanghai near my grandparents' apartment, and when I was really little, I would always go and like you can get. You can fish you for fish. goldfish, yeah, sure, and then you bring sure. it home, and it's that feeling of like, right. uh, look at my new friend, yes, and it's like, and you would, well, you don't want that fish to ever die, and no, you give it I mean, a name, and like it's yeah, when you get the fish in the bag from yeah. like a, a fair, yeah, or whatever. yeah, yeah, but those were my favorite, and they would always die, yeah, they always those die, really well, which is so funny to think yeah. of because like, right, to the fish, we are a pretty shapeless blur that's like, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Yeah. right? Like, they have no idea who <laughs> yeah. we are. Yeah. But you, you know like what I, I... I won a goldfish when I was a child at a carnival. Oh, the snack that smiles back. Uh, yeah, yes, I won a package of Pepperidge Farm <laughs> goldfish at a carnival. Uh, no, but I won a goldfish in, like, the plastic bag you're talking about. I named yes. it Car. <laughs> because we were in a car when my parents asked me what I wanted to name in it. So I said, it's a car. How, how old were you at the time? Uh, what was it, 24? <laughs> this was in 2017. Yeah. Right, yeah. right after I got fired off Malane. <laughs> car! I named, I named it Car. Uh, and I, I and had, your parents weren't like, it wasn't like a Men in Black situation where they were like, go back to the drawing board. They were so worn down. At that <laughs> really Are you fine. kidding me? It's fucking me? car. Who cares? They've been <laughs> my parents for like six years. They were like, whatever your fucking thing is this week. <laughs> I don't know. And and I was like so attached to it. And right. then the, it was goldfish. The yeah. next day they were like, it looks weak. We don't have food, this and that. And <sighs> we drove and, and we, we put it back in like the, the river. Well, that's and I was like incredibly sad. I cried yeah. about it for like days. Yeah, but and you weren't I, a sensitive I, kid or anything. I, like no, that. not at all. <laughs> I never loved a fish again. Fair enough. I I just I, uh, I hurt too much. When I you hear the hurt. word car, 
You There's flash a reason back to your days. I don't have you a driver's like license. <laughs> I uh, only mm-hmm. had a fish once, same thing, and it died mm-hmm. very fast. Um, and it was one of those moments where we like buried it up on like the roof oh. garden. Oh, it yeah. is a weird thing we put kids in <laughs> yeah. death. Yeah. Uh, even if it's just a brief pet like that. You think but, about existence. Yeah. Real early. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In college, one of my friends had a fish that she kept on her desk. It was a very, not a very big fish. Mm-hmm. And she called it Alpen, which is a brand of like, Raisin Bran okay. in Britain where I fucking went to college and grew up because we never got to that. What? Uh, Who? Where? When? Why? 2005-ish we're talking right now. And um, she fucking loved it and she would always talk about how like when she was doing work she could just look up and like there he was, right? Yeah. So I guess it's the point of a fish. Yeah. And then one day, one night she comes to my room she's sobbing. Mm-hmm. Alpin has died. Oh boy. And so I like walk back to her room and I'm like, okay, here's the fish. Looks dead. Mm -hmm. And I had heard the trick that if you put alcohol on the fish, it can like get it back to life. What? Yeah. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to try something. We'll see. Who knows? Who knows? And I like scoop it out. I poured vodka on it (laughs) and it came back to life. What? It's crazy. I'm sorry. (laughs) What? Where did you hear that trick from? Some fucking idiot kid probably said it to me. Nick Nolte told you. Can't if I ever pass out pour alcohol on my skin. Um wake back up will come to life again. That's insane. Didn't live much longer. I cannot believe that is true. I think it was on a scientific biological level. I think it was just some, it's like a fucking, you know, uh, defibrillator. Yeah. Or, you know, like it's like just an it's insane the shock, shock to the system. Is it any alcohol? I don't know. I use vodka. I mean, this is all insane. Okay. Could you could you give a goldfish like a Ferna Branca? Ferna Branca. Ferna Branca. God, I forgot about that. Yeah. Ferna Branca. Ferna Branca. But before you give it the Ferna Branca, you have to sob. I have failed you, master. <laughs> I won't see another way done. Fernie Branca. I will not bury another member of the way family. I'm going on holiday. Fernie Branca. Have fun with Catwoman. If you come back, just go to that place. I'll be getting a Fernie Branca. Sorry. Fernie Branca. Fernie Branca. Fernie Branca. Don't let Bane break your back. (laughs) If you do, the only cure is ropes. Many ropes. Do you like the Dark Knight Returns? Ray Rises? Whatever the fuck it's called. <laughs> whatever that one is. Batman Rises. What if it turns out Dark Tenet Dark is a Returns. fourth Batman movie? I can't wait. <laughs> there was a, there's a rumor, because people have been saying like, oh, it's like Inception adjacent. Cool. And I think they're just saying like, oh, it's like him doing a big original high concept right, thing. Right, right, But how crazy would it be if it's like, no, nah, it's a dream thing too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just about like the guy who invented Surprise. the dream thing. Yeah. Um, hey, Cheryl. What, uh, what were we talking about? You know, Ponyo gets oh, revived. Sasuke. We love Sasuke. We're, we are we voting Sasuke. for him. And Sasuke. We stand. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah. Sasuke has Ponyo. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Ponyo. that he, you know what I like about Miyazaki's like kids? This is a bit of a tangent. It's just like Please. they always take like a couple calls in order to like respond. And that's very kid like, right? Oh, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like Lisa's like, Sasuke. And he's like, <laughs> and she has to call like five right. more times and he's like oh yeah and then he has to 
Trump back up. I also love <laughs> when uh, the, the sea plot. is trying to reclaim Ponyo mm-hmm. and you see its eyes. Yeah, and it kind of goes terrifying. like they are scary. Yeah. And Sosuke just goes like, "That was weird." <laughs> <laughs> anyway, right? You know, yeah. it's that like it's just like a Totoro. Like these kids are on that liminal like fantasy reality yeah. space mm-hmm. where they're just like pretty much anything. They're like, okay, mm-hmm. I can roll with that. Right, like if you're that age and a magical thing happens, you're like, right, I still believe that magic exists. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like, all right, Ponyo's a fish. I love fish. And it's like, yeah. hey, turns out Ponyo is a person who loves you. And you're like, great, I love Ponyo. <laughs> well, the thing about this movie, though, is Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing. Lisa is Lisa also, also like, accepts. you know what? <laughs> yeah, Lisa's also like, that's chill. That's, that's great. Fine. Fine by me. Jesus. Yeah. Like, it's so hard for kids to make friends in this town. Yeah, I will also Everyone make. Everyone in Japan is old. <laughs> great, I love Ponyo. I can't get over <laughs> That is the plot of the movie. The whole plot of the movie is about them falling in love, like in a very childish way. Yes. But uh, like they're having this own adventure and everyone else is like, but do you think this is like love? Like what are we talking about? You say childish, but it's pure. It's pure. Mm. pure. Yeah. Whatever. That's exactly it. Right. It's it's like what you and Forky have. <laughs> what the fuck do I and Forky have? Because you've implied we have like five different things. <laughs> You're like, you love to fuck Forky. I take it back. You have a beautiful childlike love for each other. Relationships no, it's are indescribable. It's they're multifaceted. Yes, right, it's indescribable. Yeah. We don't have the term. I, it's trash. Oh God. Yeah, it's it's transcendent. There's what? no way. Looking <laughs> at you, watching you look at Forky warms my heart. I watched you look at Forky, and I watched you look at Forky. Well, but you were sitting in front of me. But I kept on screening. turning around. Kept turning around doing this. I kept on turning around, <laughs> giving David thumb. thumbs up and and nodding my head. <laughs> I w- I was taking advice from Will Smith. Every time I liked something on screen, I would nod my head. <laughs> but I was letting nod David. your head yeah. when you like a thing in the film. <laughs> I, don't know. I was I don't know. every time I approved of something in the <laughs> movie, I would turn around to David Nestor and flash like. <laughs> Two very like violent thumbs up, yes. yeah, which is yeah. like every yeah. forty five seconds. Yeah. Good, good, good. Griffin loves I Toy know. Story. It was one of those things where like I barely cared about Toy Story. Right, four certainly was not that excited. I would argue you were antagonistic, and then it just became you okay. No, no, okay. Fine. Uh, it just became a thing where you were. Yeah. I was just like, we just gotta get Griffin in. We gotta get him into this fucking thing. Like it became like a, a, Can we say a fucking heist movie into right. itself. Because you asked oh, for a plus it. one, they didn't give it to Which you. Which is fine. Disney rarely gives me plus ones. I reviewed the Did movie. Did you give you one for Toy Story 4? The, the, so many people bring like four kids. That's what we realized you know what I mean? when we got in I there. had a plus one. Well, you're in Whoa. LA. I don't know. I'm talking about <laughs> New York City. What's that? This was a star-studded screening. Lights, Cameron Jackson, he host there. of the Back to You podcast, was there. <laughs> Sandy Kenyon. That's, oh. He's always there. Neil Rosen, he of the New York one, Wormy Appy Scott. <laughs> Wormy Appy Scott. <laughs> Wormy Appy. Yeah. No, he gives movies a, a series of apples to rate it. <laughs> or a Wormy Appy. <laughs> or a Wormy Apple. <laughs> My favorite film critic. <laughs> But David asked for plus one. Ben Hosley, number one. The Wormy Apple guy, number <laughs> yes. two. Our second final A Wormy Appy. A Wormy Appy. You asked for plus one. Yeah. No go. No go. And I was like, fine. I didn't exp- I was, I was, I knew it was a tenuous ass. I'm reviewing the movie for film spotting. The right. film spotting people reach out to They're trying Disney to get you in. And they're like, we got you a plus one to the screening of Chicago. And I was like, am I going to take a fucking plane to see Toy Story 4 early? I was about to. I was looking up flight rates, right? And then we're recording an episode. I'm losing my mind knowing that David's going to go see it without me. Right. I almost just felt guilty. I was like, this just seems wrong. Right. 
And Ehrlich is my job, and I had to see it for embargo. Right. But yes. And Ehrlich was like, I asked for a plus one, and they never got back to me. Right. So, so I could... can play oblivious. Like I assume I got my plus one, and we show up with you there. And my thought is 50-50 chance they just let you in. Yeah. And I was like, fuck it. I'm going to do it. Right. So I went uptown. This is after I had been lobbying everyone to try and I find know, you a plus everyone. one. I know, everyone. Went uptown, was like two blocks away to be like, okay, I'm just waiting for Ehrlich to get here. Ehrlich wasn't going to get there until like 10 minutes before the movie started. And I was like, oh, fuck. It's going to be like tight, especially people yeah. bringing like six kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just about capacity and they don't have like a, an overflow room or whatever. And I'm like two blocks away. I'm getting a sandwich. I'm online. <laughs> and Lawson just texts me. He goes, oh, I have an extra ticket for Toy well, Story. And here's what happened. Yes. I sat down next to Richard, as I often do. Uh-huh. And I was, and he was like, I had, because I knew he'd had a plus one, but he was, it was taken. Yeah. And he was like, well, my plus one actually canceled. And I was like, text Griffin Newman now. Yeah. Like now. A yeah. rogue and he, plus one over here. And yeah. he was like, Thank well, but is he, I mean. Could he get here in a time? And I'm like, he's here. Yeah. He's he's here. <laughs> he's casing the joint. Exactly. He's yeah. got a sandwich and he's here. I was looking for vulnerabilities. I was scouting <laughs> out, like, is there a fire escape? Is there a way into the theater? You're like in a garbage can, like kind of walking around. <laughs> yeah, garbage <laughs> can. Yeah. Every five steps. <laughs> you were being, you were being. I was being a sneaky boy. A sneaky boy. I was prepared. I, I was like losing my mind. I was like, if, if David sees this before I do. I will be equally upset if he loves it or hates it. Right. I need to have. Yeah, right, right, I need right. to form an impression the exact same moment wow. David does. <laughs> and and old Dicky Lawson came through. Got you in there. Walked those two blocks. Met me in the the lobby of the theater with a little a little Toy Story ticket. Oh, that's beautiful. Yep. Um, and you saw it. You ate probably, mac and cheese bites. I did. They're pretty good. Yeah. Uh, how many times more will you see it? I have tickets to see it tomorrow night. <laughs> At, the, At the time we're recording this, yeah. opening night, uh, seeing it opening night with TC14. Hell yeah. I, I'll tell you this, okay? This summer has been weak for movies. Yeah. I also have been very depressed in the wake of the Tix cancellation. Sorry to, sorry to hear about it. I think I'm going to see it too many times. <laughs> I, I think this movie is really going to function as a solve for me this summer. Right. Right. Because I believe I saw... Oh, fuck, what's he about to say? I believe I saw three ten really times upset. in theaters. Ten? I believe Ooh. I saw it ten times. And that's my least favorite of the franchise. I think the one I've seen the most, like a movie I've seen, like I think four is the most yeah. I've ever seen a movie in a theater. Yeah. What about you, Cheryl? You thinking? I think three. Three. Yeah. Right. right. I'm the worst here. Wally, Toy Story 3 I fully saw yeah. one time. Wally I saw six or seven times. I saw theater. Beach Bubble a bunch but I was <laughs> fucked up every time so it really just counts as once. <laughs> you probably accounted for like three quarters of its sale. Definitely. I like the idea that Ben would get stoned, decide to go see Beach Bum, and then realize 20 minutes in, oh, I think I've seen this already. <laughs> and that repeated itself 10 times. Yeah. Hey, Shirley. Hey, what's up? Ponyo. That's what's up. We're getting we back. All, all we've done is get to the house. You let the dog off the leash. What? Can you say <laughs> he's running okay, around? Okay, okay. Room, room. Mar, the, the, so. we, oh, crap. Um, she fine. drives senior home. Movie. That's true, but there's, yeah. yeah. Well, we right. There's the, the little thing at, with the, with like where punk, yeah, Sosuke's his annoying friends who are like, oh yeah, bugging him about his fish. Yeah, what's your goldfish, Sosuke? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Those aren't his real friends. Oh, his real no. friends are old Pony ladies. He just has the one trick, which is the uh, yeah, spit the, the, the spitting, mm-hmm. the one line that his annoying friend has. Well, what is it? It's like you're five. You have no job. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> right, right. Because he <laughs> keeps being one. like, I'm busy. Yeah, like that's so close. I can't talk to you right now. I can't play right now. I'm busy. Right. 
Yeah. Um, but he is busy. Mm-hmm. But then Ponyo gets taken away. Right. I, I yeah. love him hiding Ponyo when he goes to school. That yes, he puts in the, the bucket bushes. underneath the tree and puts a leaf on top of the bucket. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, these bushes aren't even part of the school. Yeah. Um, but then Ponyo gets taken away, right? Yeah. Fujimoto, there's Are just... You Ponyo gets taken. <laughs> I have a particular watering can. Yeah. <laughs> I understand that early... you have stolen my oh. fish daughter. I like the Tina Fey clocks. Uh, I mean, Jesus, Lisa. I didn't even watch the dub. <laughs> the Lisa clocks yeah. Fujimoto. Yeah. And it's like. It's like there's no it, weed killer here. This is 80% a pedophile, 20% a rogue <laughs> right. gardener. Right. She goes, stop killing my weeds. And his answer that's supposed to diffuse the situation like, not is. Not at all. What are you talking about? I'm using water to. Or else I will dry out yeah, on land. Right? Yeah, is that yeah. what he says? I'm trying yeah. to humidify myself yes, yes, he's <laughs> talking about humidifying himself yeah. trying to humidify uh, he's uh, such a sight I just love seeing him yes. with his insane watering yes. can he's like he's weird like bow legged walk I mean, great the Halloween sound costume is also, yeah. Yes. Yeah. This, if someone could nail a Fujimoto I'd be yeah. all for it I love a disheveled mm. wizard I love a wizard <laughs> that's just like kind of a mess he's like can't really present mm-hmm. himself socially that's yeah. like my kind of wizard yes I don't like like a Sophisticated wizard, like a put together wizard with like everything, like all his ducks in a row. Like you yeah. like the Fujimoto type, yeah. Well, because the yeah, thing yeah. is, like he dresses well, but mm-hmm. he's got like sort of the sunken cheeks and eyeballs. He looks kind of yes. tired. He's working. Mm. He's got to pour them elixirs. He, he also kind of yeah. looks like a David Bowie face. Yes. I mean, there's a like blue yeah. eyeshadow around yeah. the eye. There's I something mean, very glamorous. He's around. a bit like Steve Buscemi. Like here's like a fan art of him. Yeah. Oh, that's hot. too sleek. I don't no, like something, it. But like that's what I imagine. Like, but even like this, like. It looks like like Tilda Swintony, right? Swintony. Oh God, Swinton would nail this a live action pony. Yes. Um, but uh, uh, but you know that's like who you imagine the sea witch being. Like, sure, I'll make fish babies with you. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, look at like the blush and the like contouring on the yeah. nose. Yeah, yeah. What a pointy nose. I mean, um, yeah. And then just he's like, got he's got some male model. What is more inspiring ah! than this image? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, describe the immature listeners. Yeah, Ponyo. So Pony gets captured. Mm-hmm. We can get to the plot point of yeah. this actually. Uh, uh-huh. And Fujimoto's like, "You go in here." You know, like he's, yeah. he's like, "You can't live on the surface world." And yeah. uh, she escapes with the help of her little fish sisters. <laughs> and then yeah, she she grows herself like a chicken body and a little. Yeah. You know, those puffy little sort of pants. Yes. That babies wear in <laughs> Japanese <Diaper>? movies. <laughs> But you know, like yeah, no, I know what you're talking right? about. Right? They ha- they all have yeah. that outfit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I assume it's just the, sort the of the young child general. outfit, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. Uh, it's it's almost like a petticoat. Yes. Um, and she, you know, blasts her way to the surface. She causes a tsunami. She, yeah. Well, she like th- there's that little bit with Fujimoto where he's like, "This is where my best magic is," right, and right, she can right. she like bust that open. Yeah. She so all kinds of bullshit's mm-hmm. happening. And I kind of like yeah. they don't touch on it too much with the rules of his job and how he is like sort of. Mm. In, instrumental in the mechanics of the ocean yeah. Yeah. in some interesting way like on some magical chemical sort of level yeah. but also so cool. that he's this like overprotective helicopter parent that like comes out of love but he doesn't know how to express it well and what you were saying about David's just smiling because <laughs> it's a picture of Ponyo skipping on the seas I've never seen you this happen. greater I love her <laughs> this movie and Master and Commander which are both movies about the sea uh-huh. are the two movies that I will play when I'm in a bad mood Master and Commander and Ponyo. Yeah, when wow. I'm in like a serious funk, I put them on and it, it solves At it. the same time. <laughs> that would be weird. Yeah. You sync them up. No, I was going to say, there's something to the fact that it's like, uh, that, you know, this movie is kind of a love story and the dad is so overprotective about like, no boys. 
Right, right. No right, human right. boys. Right, but, right. The, but the cool thing about that is it's not just like no human boys. It's like actually there is a really big right. responsibility that I have as an adult yes. sea wizard. Right. <laughs> and, and like I need like this is, you know, I'm not trying to prevent you from doing right. what you want to do. But actually I have a job here. But um, I, I think that's the yeah. thing that Miyazaki's kind of into is just like so much of uh, antagonistic behavior that, that parents throw upon their children mm-hmm. is them not knowing how to express their genuine, yeah. well-founded concern. Yes. Exactly. Right. If yes. she weren't his daughter, he wouldn't care this right. much. And right. Miyazaki, who by all accounts is, is a bit of a stern parent himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's made this movie about how like children are unpredictable and uncontainable and mm-hmm. like so full of life and like Little chicken of, arms, little chicken arms. Exactly. You kind of got to pull Elisa and just roll with it. Yeah. Because when Ponyo, there's the big tsunami and there's the, I mean, I love that the unspoken thing in this movie is that Lisa is like the worst or best driver of all time or maybe <laughs> both. Yeah. Like everyone kind of knows that she's a maniac. Yeah. And like the thing where she like, after Pony gets taken and Sosuke is just sitting there and he looks all sad and he's got his big ice oh. cream and she's just like, it's okay, Sosuke, it happens. He's just like, yeah. She's like, can I have some ice cream? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> and she like leans over while not looking at the road yeah. and like takes like half the ice cream with her and fucking tongue. they're driving tongue. by the cliff. It's insane. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, they, they, they see the tsunami. They see Ponyo mm-hmm. just running. Yes. Mm-hmm. She running. Right. She, she, she running. Well, because once she's captured and they realize that she's tasted human blood, she tells her father how much she wants to be on earth, how much she yes. wants to be mm-hmm. a human. She wants to have arms and legs. And so she wills herself into evolving and mm-hmm. then she becomes a little a little she goes from becoming a chicken girl yeah right to a real girl uh, correct. fish girl to chicken girl yeah to a real girl. Her little chicken legs. i love the chicken state so yeah. when her head is still sort of just like a blob like yeah she it's looks like, like a blob with the eyes and a mouth and the right. mouth is humongous right, right. right. she right. looks like a what not a cuttlefish what's that thing that everyone always a memes? blobfish yes. you're talking about a blobfish the blobfish or the Oh, I'm, I'm, you know the fish that looks like like an old Jewish man's face. You know which thing I'm talking. I do. About. I just want to show you the image. Yeah, that thing. Right. No, right, what right. about the um the one that the Pokemon Mudkip is based on? Axel. What is it called? Axolotl. I just said a word, but wow, I'm not hey, sure. Pretty impressive. It's one of those things where uh uh-huh. the it immediately autofilled when I typed like <gasps> really? AX, and I'm like, these fucking things listen to us. Oh, yes. No, that's exactly what she looks like. That's what her face looks like. Here is Mudkip, to be clear. Yes. Um, um, that's exactly what she looks fave. like. And I mm-hmm. like that she's got little chicken arms and legs. Yeah. It's pretty... Uh, I, I had to rewind it and go like... through. I was like, wait, when did the transformation happen? And it's kind of crazy how gracefully it's done. Yes. Mm. Because she's got the chicken arms and legs and she's running. And then she's got this like bucket and she puts the bucket on her head. And the transformation happens there. Yeah. It's not like they hide the transformation with their arms, but it's also not like they animate it in a way where you're like seeing the evolution. She looks so Wait, I let was me see like it. And I, then she'll uh, she'll she'll go back to chicken if she does magic. She kinda like she does when she's loses running on her the water. shape a little bit. Yeah. Right, right, right. I was a little disappointed she didn't stay in chicken stay for long. But I mean it's kind of crucial. It's so that, much yeah, fun. Right, right. This is her with the bug where she's about yeah. to sort of right. like complete the transformation. Yeah. Um uh, and but yeah. then when you know Sosuke sees her in this new form, he still knows mm. like it's Ponyo. Yeah, yes, it's my fish. Yeah, and rather than be, like ask some questions, he's just like, "You're a baby now." I get yeah. it. Yeah, you're yeah. like me. She's yeah. baby. Yeah, and he already knew that she likes ham because mm-hmm. she ate the ham out of his bucket. He gave her a little piece of bread. Wild. Wasn't interested. She mm. went no, 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 no. Yeah, and he said, "What about ham?" And she went, "Cool, I'll take the rest. I'll take the whole <laughs> slice." 
and she slurps she pulls it like some disgusting a... hand monster. Hell yeah. And Lisa, there's like a power outage, and then it's just like that Miyazaki thing that no other fucking animated movie does, Mm -hmm. where it's just like every bit of business is interesting to a child. Children Mm -hmm. like doing little jobs. And every little touch that he puts into that entire sequence, I love. Like, she takes the light and just holds it on her head. (laughs) I fucking love the little, that cool little, like, remote outlet light. (laughs) The fact that she bounces all over and she hits the glass door. Like, there's all these little mistakes, but they feel so organic, and it's just, it is how, it is how efficient girl would react to her news and also children love doing that as you said they love mirroring the things that adults do that seem banal they get Mm -hmm. into the fantasy stuff later but like Mm -hmm. I have a lot of friends who have kids now and like the first things they want to do is like pretend to cook pretend to clean pretend to like have a little baby right you know know, I just remembered about which I'm like wow that is perplexing do you remember I I don't know if these still exist but they would sell like those like toy shaving kits Mm -hmm. so that like a child could Could, shave shave along with their father right and it was like fake shaving cream sounds fun and then like a plastic razor that was like completely dull (laughs) but so that you could put cream on your face and then like go through the sensation Uh, of it disappearing cool and I always would see that at like the drugstore and ask my parents they'd be like yeah it doesn't do anything (laughs) Your and I'd be like, so well, what are they trying to shave? I'd be like, nothing. It's, I don't know. <laughs> How do you think Carr is doing right now? Uh, <laughs> oh, boy. I, I hope he's like the ponyo of that. Yeah, like, right. he's like, just he like, became oh, like the biggest goldfish in the Hudson River. Or yeah, that he's like the mayor of the Hudson River. Uh, <laughs> no, I was just going to say, though, that that's like this like task that like grownups view as like a fucking nuisance and this like messy, annoying, largely mm-hmm. painful thing to do. Right. And kids are like, I, I want to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember Romley when she was little, my sister would always want to watch me gargle mouthwash. Wow. She thought it was so funny. It is kind of funny. And she wasn't even funny like noise. laughing that much. She would like be like, you have to tell me. <laughs> when you're going to do she it. She didn't care about brushing teeth because she did that. She does that mm, and that's annoying. Okay. But the mouthwash. Right. You're a little kid. You're like, ugh. Yeah. Right. But when I was like 15 task. and I would do the full like. like in each cheek that's another level yeah right anything like that and so like this thing of just like okay the like the power's out Mm -hmm. you kids need to step up we got things to do and them trying their hardest to do sort of like basic grown-up tasks. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. likes helping. No, yeah. I, th- I think what's interesting about this, I remember reading a, like when they did test screenings of this, I don't know if it's true, but when they did test screenings of this, I think Miyazaki was kind of surprised that the kids weren't like weren't really responding to it with a lot of enthusiasm and they were more just like engrossed by it. Right. And I wonder if it's because they were like, Oh, that's me. <laughs> sure. Right. They're just sure. watching yeah. carefully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Mostly when I watch a movie with flashy. a little kid, mm-hmm. they are quiet. They just yeah. watch like they're watching the most incredible thing in the world. They're mm-hmm. just very quiet <laughs> and very like transfixed. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, sure. I don't know a lot of kids who are like, uh, like, you know, like, you know, like sort of shouting things out. And like, I feel like that when that happens, the kid doesn't like the movie more. that much. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I know I was yelling about the big fish a lot when I watched. <laughs> oh, sure. Just I just kept being like, big fish. Yeah. <laughs> Medium fish. That is what it's like Red to watch fish, a movie blue with fish. <laughs> <laughs> he calls out things a lot. Uh, Did I tell you I saw when I saw Apollo Eleven, there was a dad and like a kid, like a five or six year old kid sitting next to me. Did he lean over and say, "That's Apollo 11? <laughs> he asked it. That's the American Space Program. He said, "Is that is that Apollo Eleven? Which number is that?" Every <laughs> single thing was a question. Sure. And that's a movie that doesn't have like talking heads or no. narration or any of that. Right. So when they go like the eagle has land, they'd be like, where's the eagle? 
this bird on this moon now? He just kept on asking very like curt questions, and the dad would be like, shh, shh, "He's an astronaut." Um, uh, America's going to space. Yeah. <laughs> What's happening now? Uh, the space program can right. space, right. space, space, space. But it was like if they used any code word, he'd want a definition. Right. He'd want explanation of what was going on at every. Fair moment. question. Yeah. Eagle has landed. I don't see an eagle. Yeah. I see a weird boxy thing. Is that Apollo Eleven? Is that Apollo? Well, then redefine what you think of it. You know right. what funny. an eagle is. Is he an astronaut? Where's the moon? Is that the moon? <laughs> Houston? Don't you mean Houston? Yeah. <laughs> That's a real New Yorker kid. That's a New Yorker kid. Well, the thing is, I don't know. Kathy, I used to have to take Kathy to go see movies while my parents. It's your little sister. Uh, yeah, sorry. Kathy, my little sister. We are 10 years apart. And yeah. I used to have to go like you were take the her. the designated. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and she actually, like when I'm thinking back on it, like this was the last movie we saw together before I went off to college. Wow. But growing up, I remember taking her to some adjacent theater while my parents went to go see like a legit mm-hmm. adult movie. And she was actually really fussy for most of those. And I don't know if, she, I think right. she might have either been bored or right. she was just kind of yeah. like this, none of this matters to, to me. This. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know, there's something special about Ponyo. Ponyo rules. Mm-hmm. They get some ramen. Mm-hmm. As I like so, this scene a lot. The Miyazaki them. movies. Mm-hmm. Exactly, right. It's like a process. Mm-hmm. Put in your noodles. Mm-hmm. Wait. And, and the hot three water. Minutes. <laughs> the hot water. It's mm-hmm. hot. Close your eyes. Don't pee. Hot ham water. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And then there's a ham and there's an egg. Mm-hmm. But it's a fairly unobtrusive egg. I, I was watching yeah. this this scene between fingers. I was kind of <laughs> right. You're sort of like, like trying to. Yeah. Post was clear. I do love ramen. I just get my ramen without ham or egg. Oh, you don't like ham either? Ham. I'll, I'll oh, do, we talked I'll about I'll do pork this. ramen sometimes. I prefer chicken ramen. I definitely go no egg, but I eat ramen. But I mean, uh, like, multiple times a week now. Yeah. yeah. What a fucking image. I mean, look at those scallions. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. The scallions yeah. are really, that That gets me going. And yeah. the thing is, like, every frame of this movie, I mean, there's always something undulating, right? Like, looking at the steam there. Mm. <sighs> Looks good. It feels safe. Hungry. It feels homey. Yeah. Mm. It's cozy. Yeah. You know, outside, there's a tsunami. <laughs> Like yes. there's a storm that too when you're yeah. a kid and you're like I know that something bad is happening but like it's okay because I'm at home my mom's here and it's like it's going okay it's yeah. fine it's the fine. comfort yeah. food the process of your parents making you feel better and giving you food that yeah. it like it brought me back to that yeah you have a new fish girlfriend and it's yeah. <laughs> everything's lovely and there's something about like hot soup like that too like I was mm-hmm. thinking about like when it's cold outside when I'm yeah. sick when yes. I want that comfort late yeah. at night yep yeah Sasuke loves Ponyo. Ponyo loves ham. Mm-hmm. Ponyo says ham like 50 Therefore, million times Sasuke in this ham. scene. Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's a great scene. She, very ham focused. Ponyo falls asleep. She's yes. tired. So cute. Like, in the classic, the there's that cut to her eyes. being like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's like got the ramen noodle. Yeah. Like the, but she's just like, mm. yeah. which is another classic kid thing where you're like, it's time to sleep, but as a you're you're a kid and you're yeah. like you're trying oh, so hard. I want to stay up. I mean, right. it's been a good day. And then instantaneously, there's a moment where you just <laughs> shut off. <laughs> uh, right. how, how many times have you seen this movie? Do you think? Till he's ten, wow. a lot. Yeah, yeah. I used to watch it on cable, uh, as yeah. I said, and then mm-hmm. I just bought I bought it on Blu-ray. Like, yeah. and I bit the bullet. Retired bit. Um, <laughs> I have always had anytime I've had a partner, a person in my life. They have agreed with me on Ponyo. Uh huh. So Forky and, likes Ponyo. <laughs> Forky loves Ponyo. And so, like, they would be happy to watch it with me, but maybe I'd watch it by myself. It's certainly a Miyazaki movie I've seen the most, but again, okay. it's just because it is just such like, an instant food. comfort food mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Like it's so, and even though this movie came out when I was fully an adult, mm. grown up, like yeah. it's not like I, I have a childhood nostalgia for this movie. Uh, sure, you know, but it doesn't matter. Sure, I have mm. a twenty-something nostalgia for this movie. That's yeah. allowed. I know. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Shirley. You're welcome. Anyway, so, uh, go no, sir. Go ahead. Well, no. So we're in the comforting section of the movie mm. before the anxiety settles in. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we do cut to the boat where Ooh, Sosuke's dad right. is, mm. and they talk about the goddess of mercy. Koichi. Uh, this has already Koichi. been this thing that he was supposed to come home, and mm. then there's the uh, that's the best, the great yes. uh, you know uh, light yeah. conversation mm-hmm. they have where she spells out jerk. Mm-hmm. Uh, she spells out bug off. Yeah, right. She right, goes bug right. off, bug off, bug off. Yes. Yeah. Which they, for some reason, because in the American one, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. In, it's okay. in, 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 yeah. And then to speak to how uh, occupations always come up in these films. Yeah. I feel like you get a lot of sort of insight into the Mariner's life. Well, and the Miyazaki thing of like, you have a trade, you're right. very committed to that trade. Mm-hmm. And if you ha- give so much to that trade that there isn't enough to fully be there for your family, so be it. Right. <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah. 100%. Right. That that's sort of like the curse of like yeah. the the father figure, right? Yeah, it's like he's too on the job. He can't he can't quit it. Whether he's an evil sea wizard <laughs> or, or a, a human boatsman, mariner. exactly. Yeah. Um. So there's some stuff going on, such as the moon is falling out of the sky. Mm-hmm. There are a couple <laughs> things that are a little weird. MBD, MBD. So uh-huh. it's basically like you know, Fujimoto is like reality is out of balance Mm -hmm. uh, because of what's going on. And Mm -hmm. so goddess of mercy shows up and she's like, don't worry about it. As long as she passes the test, it's all going to be okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No sea foam. And Fujimoto's like, boom. Yeah. If she fails, she sea foam. That's, Mm -hmm. that's the fear is they go like the real risk here is that now, now they're tied into this whole love game. They're tied to each other and the stakes have become higher. Right. Cause she's going to want to stay with him. Um, but I just love that the two uh, plot lines are parallel. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like someone immediately goes to Sosuke and Ponyo and says like, "So you guys better fucking pass this test." Yeah, we're just watching them have a cute adventure. Yes, yes, right, mm-hmm. right. And then at the end, someone's like, "So do you love each other?" And they're like, mm-hmm. "Yes." <laughs> Very good question. Um, <laughs> because we're cutting back to Sosuke and Ponyo. Yeah. they're like, "We want to." The mom is out of the fucking old folks' home. Yeah, and. Sosuke's like, I want to go down there. And so she makes his toy boat big. Yeah. Well, that's the sequence where like you you see the town underwater. Yes. And it's beautiful. That's beautiful oh. when they wake up yes. and they're like the fish swimming yes. by their door. And it's like yeah. ancient fish. Mm-hmm. I oh, didn't bother fish. to Google if those are actual fish. I assume it's one of those things that they like. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a pop pop boat. The little candle boat. <laughs> Oh, sure. Which like makes steam. Like, have you never uh-huh. seen yeah. one of those? No. Those are real. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a huh. very old fashioned kind of toy boat. It's a pop pop boat? Yeah. And it like and it I beca- love the sound of that. Exactly. Cause you, when you light a little candle, it makes just enough steam to sort of go like boop. boop, boop, boop wow. Pop, pop. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so now the boat is giant, so they have a giant fucking candle. Yeah. Fucking rules. Mm-hmm. I like that he takes the time to explain how the boat works. Yes. And and how like the ramen works. And all these little yeah, exactly, details. Right. And like, I yes. love it. I packs a yeah. little yeah. lunch. <laughs> Yes. So scary. <laughs> what were you going to say, Greg? No, that's the kind of leadership we need right now in America. <laughs> I want a president who packs a little lunch for me. Uh, 
Um, a little lunch before I have my big adventure. And they have all these cute, like they meet the baby. Yes. Uh, you know, they have these cute baby. little adventures, but then uh, Ponyo tires herself, herself out doing magic. Yes. It, it is that thing too where like uh, like little kids, like kids under five, mm-hmm. view babies as a different species. Yes. Mm-hmm. But they really want to go out of their way to show that they're different. good with babies. Oh, they're yeah. good with babies, but like, they're I'm a big different. kid, but I remember when I used to be really little and right. I want to be nice to this baby. <laughs> Most babies I've met, if I have... Like they're like toddlers, whatever, yeah. right? If I have a picture of them as a younger baby, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Do you oh. want to see on my phone?" Like I have a picture of you as a baby. Yeah, they're like, "Yes," but then I show them, they're like, "That's not me." <laughs> they're just like, whatever, unimpressed. If you say so, yeah, like, yeah. they can't quite make the leap of like, "There I am as a baby." Yeah, no, they're like, "That's a deep fake." <laughs> yeah, <it's- laughs> that's deep, you shabby. That's about? No, I'm not like that. So that that scene with the baby, I think, so he wrote that after he couldn't figure out, I'm trying to give some context. Hey, and I we're think, kind of serious. Yes, I believe I had older. heard um, a little rumor. So I think he was having trouble figuring out how to end the movie. Okay. And he needed to make sure that Ponyo kind of displayed that she liked humans, right? And she, she was- would offered, want to Yeah. Say, yes. Yeah. Because right. yeah. her so, Sosuke is really her only target yeah. for a while, right? right. It's her only point mm-hmm. of interest. And right. here she's like, oh, this baby's unhappy. Like, let's figure something mm. out. Right. Yeah. P- Ponyo is a problem solver. Mm-hmm. And in return, she only wants ham. <laughs> <laughs> the transaction is ham and- Will work for ham. <laughs> Whatever. 100%. Can I ask, have you and Forky ever considered adopting Ponyo? <laughs> I know you already have a Navi, a Navi baby. We do. That's never growing. No. It's just a paternal baby. Look at this family I foisted upon you. You're married to Forky. Oh you have a Navi child. A collection of a, junk. I mean, that's a modern family. Right that's now. a very modern yeah. family. Yeah. Good challenging societal norms. Um, a spork. Yeah, you, you a man. You mentioned Ty Burrell earlier. I have a point to make yeah. about the movie that has nothing to do with the bullshit we're talking about right now. Forky. Forky. No, not Forky. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Ponyo. Forky's on his mind. Ponyo. What Forky's were we just talking about? We were talking about baby. Nothing's great. We were talking about baby. Baby. Baby Ponyo. Ponyo. Um, Maybe it'll come uh, back to Deep fakes. Uh, oh, no, right. It's the moment where... Um, uh-huh. When they're like, Ponyo, so what's your deal? And she's like, oh, my dad, he's the worst. He imprisons me. And they're yeah. like, all right. And, and then, what about your mom? And she's like, she's the best. She's a scary wizard. Like, what did she say? She said she's big and she's beautiful. And then I was, that's when I perked up. And I was like, <laughs> 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 is she single? Was, like, big, I love it. <laughs> beautiful. Love it. <laughs> uh, right. She's big and beautiful. Birth um, of Ponyo? <laughs> Uh, wait, what is and and yeah, and at one point, Sosuke is like talking to his mom or to his friend or someone where mm-hmm. he's like, "There's not that many characters." Uh, she loves ham and she can do magic. Is, right. is the way oh, he yeah. comes funny. Isn't that explained to the baby's mom? Yes, I think that's yeah. it. Mm-hmm. right. Because right, right. mm-hmm. it's when yeah, Ponyo gets very wrestling. confusing. Yeah. Tina Fey in the movie doesn't play the baby mama. Very confusing. I was confused. <laughs> What's the deal with Ponyo? <laughs> I've seen this movie before. She's the baby mama. No, I see Phil. She's got a baby. Uh, it's not Tina Fey. <laughs> Who makes these decisions? <laughs> what a weird guy. <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. Fucking insane. Uh, have you ever seen him live? My friend went recently and said, like, it's fun. I uh, I 
had five stars. Yeah, thank you. I was part of a sports themed sketch you, you, comedy talk show. I believe show you told me this, right? Yes. Where they were like, uh, "Hey, so have you heard the change in running order?" I was uh-huh. like, what? And they were like, Jerry Seinfeld decided to drop in and do a set. Because it was at Gotham Comedy Club, but right. it was not a stand-up show. Right. It was like uh, a Quiz Daddy hosted it. Scott right. Rogowski right. Quiz Daddy. <laughs> it was like a fake sports talk show with a lot of characters and bits and shit. And he interviewed some like actual former players. But uh, in the middle of the show, they just had to see the stage. Jerry Seinfeld, who wanted to work out his Letterman sets. Sure. And they were like, you're following Letterman. And uh, you're following Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Sorry. So <laughs> Seinfeld came up and just did a like, 12 immaculate minutes. Of course. Like, it was perfect. Right. I was standing in the back with a bunch of other comedians, and we were just like, that's like, wow. There it that's is. Like, that's there it. it is. That's it. The like, I can't machine. even, right. whether or not I find this funny, that right. is the perfect way to do this. Right. And then he went, uh, he finished, he was like, no, I have anything else. And he took the folded paper out of his pocket, uh-huh. and he looked at it, and he was like, no, I think that's everything. I don't know, does anyone have any questions? <laughs> And someone said, what do you think about hockey? Because it was a sports crowd. And he right. goes, here's my theory on hockey. There is no puck. And then he just walked off stage. <laughs> what? And then I had to come on stage and do a sketch in which the premise was, you know about how there's like a boy raised by wolves? This is a boy raised by the Minnesota Timberwolves. Sounds good. There's actually, uh, <laughs> what do they call those things in Westerns? The tumble- tumbleweed. Yeah, tumbleweed. Right, tumbleweed right. just not sketch, in here. Not sketch I wrote. Oh, is that why you were arrested? I'm seeing here for a crimes against humanity. <laughs> hey, I didn't write the sketch, okay? <laughs> no, I know, but I'm just saying, it seems like you were rounded up by Interpol uh, for doing this. <laughs> All I'm saying <laughs> is the international got involved. Yeah, right, exactly. Weird. Okay. I yeah, thought that was yeah. a movie franchise. All I'm saying is the <sighs> heads audience. Heads did not nod. <laughs> the heads did not nod. No. <laughs> Shake your heads. <laughs> the audience weirdly seemed... A little less excited about what I Wait, was doing. What? What a rude audience! A little bit less excited. They should have been like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> "Hey, I brought it back." Uh, then Soske and Ponyo are encounter. No, no, no. Uh, she gets tired again. Yeah, she gets yeah. tired because she does more magic trying to light yeah. the candle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she can. You know, the the boat gets a little smaller. You know, it was like Which pop, pop, and now it's like great. <laughs> and uh, yeah. Uh, and then they go down to the nursing home which is like shielded right oh yeah uh, we forgot to talk about the old ladies but that's okay well the old ladies are are just cute they're they're cute with like one who's like particularly belligerent yes mm-hmm. uh, who I believe is based on uh, Miyazaki's mother mother yes, yes that's right. the one in the in the electric wheelchair yes yeah. uh, who I believe is voiced by uh, Lily Tomlin right. in the dub yeah. and then also got Clara Betty White. and Betty White yeah, yeah. murders her name is Toki Yes, Toki is the one uh, that is Misaki's mommy. Yeah, and then Matt Damon's the dad, which is pretty nuts. Right, because it's only like, the dad only has like two scenes. Yeah. 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 But whatever, he just knocks that shit out. The, the billing's very weird mm. on the American dub. Is it? Let me find it. Because I think Noah Cyrus is first billed. Which yeah. makes sense. It's Ponyo. Yeah. Yeah, but then it's, it's like. Titular Ponyo. No, she's not first billed. I think <gasps> it might be fully. Kate uh, Blanchett. Is it really? Oh. Kate Blanchett, Noah Cyrus, Matt okay. Damon, Tina Fey, Frankie Jonas. Frankie Bonas. <laughs> Chorus Leachman. Yeah. Liam Neeson's just Liam not Neeson, included. Lily Tomlin. <laughs> Billy, uh, Billy White. <laughs> Betty White. Betty White. Where are Yeah. Uh, I mean, the yeah, dad so is alphabetical. The yeah. dad is there for what we were talking about before, mm-hmm. but also then you get that incredible shot of all of the ships on that wave yes. under the moon. And yes. that's just a great. That's just. Ah, okay. Ben just looked at his uh, phone and then gave me the biggest shit-eating grin. So something—he's just looking at Ponyo gifts. <laughs> no, 
fun. You're eating, eating ham. Her ham. It's just fun. This all day. It's just fun when the ham is the size of her. You know, when she's still in goldfish mode, so yeah. she's yeah. basically the size of a slice of ham. I thought Ben was prepping some dumb bit, but in fact, he's literally just rewatching images the from film the movie we were but, discussing. But she eats the entire ham in like one bite, like right rules. after that. Right? It's, it's the best great. thing. But she doesn't Look turn. Ben's <laughs> looking at even more. That one's good too. So that's good. sort of like action Ponyo when yeah. she's like zipping up to the oh, ocean. I love action Ponyo. The, uh, yeah. I want a Ponyo action figure. Yeah. But she doesn't turn into like... like well, you base her to the same Ponyo toy. Yeah. 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 Uh, what were you going to say, Shirley? She oh, no. Just she... Her. Yeah, when she eats the ham, mm -hmm. it's the size of her, but her, you know, her size doesn't change. She doesn't do the like... You know the the animated gag. Oh, you know, like, like you know, like, like when like, like Tom and Jerry eats like something and it like yeah. you can see the shape. You of know it. when yeah. Jerry eats like an entire not Seinfeld. Yeah, right. Jerry the mouse eats an entire block of cheese and he and turns like, into a little cheese. Right, right. <laughs> That's one of my favorite it's things. It's funny. You can <laughs> anyway, buy a she little push ponyo. Um, yeah, I'm seeing that. That wasn't an important data point. Where are we now? Oh, she's We're basically small. at the end. It's, it's when uh, you yeah. know the mommy. Oh, they bring her there. You can get a keychain of ponyo in the bucket. That's pretty little cool. Bucket kitchen. With her bucket. little face looking up at you. Little bucket. <laughs> and in a bucket. The mom uh -huh. uh, sort of invites Lisa over, has a chat yes. with her, mm -hmm. and then asks Sosuke, like, they have the, yeah. You know, the mom's love, talk. Deal yeah. upon you no matter what. Mm -hmm. When a boy loves a magical ham loving fish. fish. Yeah. And Sosuke's like, I love all the ponyos. <laughs> Uh, which is fair. And uh, they say, you just got to kiss this little bubble and mm -hmm. it'll turn her into a real girl. Yeah. Aww. Oh, there she's like climbing fish. Yeah. Pretty little cool. statue of her climbing the fish. One little thing we haven't mentioned is the um, the little tiny ponyos. Yeah. The they keep helping throughout the movie. That's yes. right. They mm -hmm. do. Sort of like uh, what foible. Do? What's the, the noise um, they make again? <laughs> yeah. Wait, how does it go? <laughs> <laughs> Ponyo loves Sosuke! <laughs> um, yeah, they're they're right, wonderful I'm, I'm looking at the very sparse quotes page, and I forgot that when mm -hmm. Lisa says, what's your mom like? And she says, she's big and beautiful, but she can be very scary. <laughs> Sosuke says, just like my mom. Uh, Hell yeah. David's they, like, yeah. <laughs> uh, bossy. I mean, they just they relate Boss to me. each other they yes. relate to each other so no, I know. well that's why I like that yeah. the moms have a combo where they're like so yeah. our kids really like each other Yeah, yeah. I guess we're going to be like going on some play dates yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, and then the last shot of the movie is the little kiss Look yeah. it's fucking great and, and it's she just like, like flies through the air yeah it Tell rules and that's yeah. it it's like, yeah. 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 yeah and you're just like it's like it's the final like the dopamine is done right like the, mm -hmm. the, the plunger is down and then you're just like great it, it, it is uh, David's nodding off. Uh, it, it is an incredibly pleasant movie. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. And yet, and yet, there are people who, like the ones who theorize around Totoro, have also theorized about Ponyo being about the afterlife and all of that, mm, which afterlife. we don't have to get into. Yeah. There's. Well, a, I think there's we should get into it. I'm kind of curious. We, yeah, we, yeah. Yeah. I don't know about anything. Yeah. yeah. Hit me. There's a theory about. I might get some of this wrong. Surely Stop just hitting each other. David in the face. <laughs> <laughs> so violent in here. Um, yeah, there's a theory that after the storm, actually nobody survived, and actually what we're watching is a bunch of dead characters. Oh, interesting. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. because oh god, I don't remember the particulars of this. Well, yes, <laughs> but it's like, but it's like you know the old ladies under you know the the umbrella um, bubble under the yes. ocean when they're like. 
oh, so this is the other side. And they're all like healed and then all, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like some people have extrapolated from that and have Mm -hmm. said that it's, it's about something else, which I don't think it is about. See, I feel like they're always, any movie that has a scene where someone has like some sort of vaguely near-death experience, people Mm -hmm. like to theorize that they died and everything after that was their last dying thoughts or was their afterlife. Right, it's like an occurrence bridge or whatever. Why do we do that? Uh, but I feel like Breaking yeah. Bad, they do that with like, oh, he dies in the car. And right, the rest right, of the finale right. never happened. I know people had that Toy Story 3 theory, which Ford mm-hmm. pretty much entirely negates that they actually die in incinerator. And there are like a thousand other examples. Mm-hmm. And I always feel that it's like, well, A, uh, near-death experiences are really good for dramatic storytelling. Sure. <laughs> like it's nice for someone to have that sort of like mm-hmm. final like gauntlet. Whether it's, like, the thing at the beginning that, like, pushes them to actually, like, go for the bigger thing or the thing at the end that they finally have to overcome. Mm-hmm. But secondly, like, I don't I don't know. Doesn't that make it less interesting if the thing didn't happen? Right. I think that's it's right. just a pleasant Also, I think theories are for school. <laughs> theories are for school. Okay? <laughs> Leave that shit at school wow. and enjoy some movies and some culture. And don't be like, oh, actually. Oh, actually. I couldn't have put it better myself. Look, they're fun to read about, but they're, it's not my interpretation. Yeah, not yes, at all. yes. That's interesting. Um, box office game? Oh. Box office game. This movie came out in America on August 14th, okay. 2009. It was the widest ever Ghibli release. Nine, 27 screens. What did it make? $6 million? 3.5. Oh, so it actually multiplied nine. pretty well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, number one that weekend, though. Shirley, you ready? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. It's, you're just looking at me. You can open your ginger ale. It's well, fine. You're giving me a very gonna, serious look. It's going to make a sound. It's fine. Do it on mic. If you're going to do it, do it on mic. Pop, pop. Uh, <laughs> um, number one, I'm guessing, is District 9. Yes. Opening this This was a big Holy summer shit. for me. I, I just remember that movie making a big tidal wave, and it was number one for like multiple weeks in August. Made a big tidal wave. It was one of those summers where there wasn't a big August movie, and then mm. that played at Comic-Con, and it was the one time there was like a Comic-Con bubble, where it actually like the press, the response out of Comic-Con translated to... Mm. actual audience. Yes. Because then the next summer, Scott Pilgrim, everyone was losing their minds at Comic-Con, then it comes out and it bombs. But yes. District 9, I remember Entertainment Weekly, ew, writing <laughs> about the fact where they were like, this movie's unstoppable. Uh-huh. People were tweeting about it out of Comic-Con. Yeah. And, and, then, it, like, the, and then the cover. The one time. Yeah. And then the cover was his eye. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And... But they, they said, like, they were like, the movie. I, what a story. I think you're right. Yeah. The only thing I want to remind you of is uh, District 9, obviously, a uh, big surprise hit, open to yeah. $37 million. I think D9. its final total was uh, 115 yeah. So very did very well. The next weekend, Inglorious Bastards came out. So there was another uh, big August. Movie. Oh, okay. Right. Okay. That's the only thing I wanted to uh, remind this you is, of. This is while I'm filming, uh, of course, as we all remember, this is the summer I'm filming Gonna Where the Gonzo. Gonzo. Uh, so yeah, I, I remember, way. I remember being conf. like nervous about like getting hard outs to be able to make it in time to see <laughs> Inglorious Bastards in District Nine. Right, I was still at a level where I was like, okay, look, I want to work, but come on, I got movies to see. <laughs> Don't keep me here on set. <laughs> you're basically at that level now. No, I'm 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 a harder worker now. Um, <laughs> he says, looking. So- I look for lonely. I never want to have a job. <laughs> Excuse me. What was I excuse. Okay, so Glorious Bastard <laughs> comes out the next week. Yeah, but we're not talking about that. Number yeah. two. Okay. Number uh, in its second week. Mm. Uh, it's uh, an action film. Mm. Spawned a sequel. Mm. One? I think just one. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, you know, not well received. Didn't do that well, but it did like okay. This is its first weekend or second second weekend. And what what it opened to? What it ended up at? It o- ended up at one fifty. I think. Oh, it, weird. Oh, 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 it oh, oh, to oh. This is a movie I like a lot. Mm-hmm. Of course, I like this. I know, right? Yeah, it's GI Joe: Rise of Cobra. That's ah. Right. What do you think of GI Joe: Rise of Cobra? It's fine. I think it's really <laughs> a Stephen Summers film. Look, I'm really all for silly doing summer. I'm all for doing summer. Yeah, mm. I think he's underrated. Next winter, it's summers. <laughs> like how well, many movies? Like that was great. Next winter is summers. I feel let's do it because like I don't know if we should actually do it, but Why it's not? an interesting career. Why the fuck shouldn't we do it? Okay, what? Like, stop yelling at each other. <laughs> Why shouldn't we do it? Mm-hmm. Did, did he make Adventures of Tom Sawyer? Huck Finn. Huck Finn. Okay. With Elijah Wood? I believe so. And uh, live action Jungle Nine Book. Nine movies total. The first one is Matt Dillon. Uh, no, sorry, not, not Matt Dillon. What am I talking about? He just looks like Matt Dillon. A movie called Catch Me If You Can. Some kind of teen movie. Excuse me. That film's directed by Steven Spielberg. No, it's okay. not. Yeah. Information. Then Huck Finn okay. with Elijah Wood. Live and action Jungle Book. Live action Jungle Book, which is, in my memory, kind of cool. Yeah. Like back when they were like, if we're going to do a live action Jungle Book, shouldn't it just have animals yeah. like, <laughs> like we'll just have a tiger right, it's like roar <laughs> yeah right yeah. it is yeah with jason scott lee uh-huh uh then deep rising which is a fucking masterpiece like that's the one where you're just like when you watch it you feel like you've found buried treasure i still never see it. i remember wanting oh. to see it so badly as a child well it's so good yeah have you that's crazy it's yeah. so good have you seen deep rising that's one with the autistic no. kid recognizes the puzzles in the, no, that's like mercury rising. oh fuck what's deep rising it's about sea crime yeah it's about a bunch of fucking, <laughs> hell yeah. It's about an amazing what, wait, what movie is this? It's about an amazing uh ocean liner launches, right? A big luxury cruise ship. A bunch of sea pirates try to rob it. It's set in modern times. I, I don't think I've uh, ever heard of the But the problem Treat with the Williams the, and Famke Jensen? Correct. And uh, Kevin J. O'Connor, Wes Studi, Jason wow. Fleming, Jaimon Hansu, all kinds of fucking Ooh, weirdos. The tagline. I was gonna get to the Cliff tagline. Curtis, Jason Fleming. Yeah. Cliff Curtis. Uh so but it's like that alone is a fine premise, right? It's like crazy uh-huh. luxury luxury liner, bunch of criminals try to rob it. Like, you know, what's going to happen next? But also there's like a sea serpent on board that's eating people. I did not know this movie existed and I just saw the tagline. Ben, do you want to say it? Yeah. Full scream ahead. <laughs> and the poster's a woman screaming. <laughs> Fucking rules. I can't believe you've never seen Deep yeah. Rising. It rules. Okay, so then he does Mummy, uh, Mummy Returns. Mummy, which is one of the better movies ever made. Mummy Returns, which is one of the worst movies ever made. Uh, Van Helsing, which ooh, is a nightmare. Insane. But yeah. kind of the blank check. Yes. You know, that's where he's like, can I do this? And they're that's like, also, okay. When Van Helsing came out, it was like, man, this is it. They're never going to get bigger and dumber. <laughs> And more overblown than this. And now, you know, like, Van Helsing looks like a fucking independent art house film compared right. to the shit like, they've Like, Van tried. Helsing looks like a Ken Loach movie. <laughs> <laughs> At the time, it was like, they're stuffing so much into this thing. Dracula and a werewolf. <laughs> what? Um, then G.I. Joe Rise of Cobra, and then a movie called Odd Thomas that he made for five bucks, and that's it. Oh, that's the Anton, Anton Yelkin. Yeah, wow. Anyway, we're going to do them. Uh, winter's okay. going to be summer someday. I don't know. <laughs> Number three. Yeah. New this weekend. It's a weepy. Film with a woman and a man. They have a romance. You cry. You cry. Oh, I cry. Is it the time traveler's wife? It's the time ah. traveler's wife. This summer's very vivid for me. What is 
Okay, hey. I'm trying to get better at Oh, this. you've got to fall in love with a time travel. I don't know. She has like a <laughs> pizza man who's yeah. <laughs> always giving her advice. Oh. Oh, you'll fall in love with that man. He's a time traveler. <laughs> so she keeps on making you know that mistake. It's a very soft movie. Rachel McAdams yeah. will not stop falling in love with time travel. Oh, yeah. <sighs> yeah. Then, number four at the box office uh-huh. in its second week, it's a sort of uh, double biopic. <gasps> Julia, Julia. <gasps> Julia and Julia. Whoa. I remember that. Good job, guys. Yeah, hell yeah. The movie that inspired Gromley. Right? Really? <laughs> yeah. The movie, not the blog. Uh, it, she saw like, the movie. She liked the blog. Oh, no. She saw, saw the, the movie, movie finds the blog. and said, so who's this other woman? Or I showed her the trailer. Right. Hmm. And she said, who's that woman? I said, it's Julia Child. She went, yeah, I know who Julia Child is. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Not asking about Julia. Right. She's asking about Julie. Right. She's 10 at this point. And she said, who's the other woman? And I went, she wrote a blog. And she went, and then what? And I went, and it got kind of popular. And she went, mm. and then what? And I said, and then she sold the book. And she went, and then what? And I went, they made this movie about her. Amy Adams plays her. Romley and then like, like an hour later, me. Romley was like, I think I might start a blog. <laughs> <laughs> There's, um, I had a classmate in college who watched Julian Julia once every day for a full year. And he had a blog. <laughs> wow. about watching it. Hey, look, that's a great blog. <laughs> uh, it was excellent. He could remember extras' faces by the end. <laughs> that's another very pleasant movie. And I know most people's gripe is that they don't like the Julie half of it. That I think was the, the Julie gripe half the is fun. Yeah. Chris Messina's really good in that. Yeah. He's good. It's one of those movies where she's just like, I'm just so fucking annoyed. And you're like, you mm. see, life seems okay. Like, I don't know. Chill out, Julie. Yeah, it's but okay. You, but you got double A. <laughs> uh, sure she's the best she's good number five is uh, oh I think it won the Academy Award for Best Picture this year <laughs> one of the canonical best films ever made I'm gonna take a big swing and I hope I get this right the goods live hard sell hard now here's the thing yeah. that's number six wow oh, no. opening this weekend and I remember that was like people were like the the next Anchorman, right? Like, right. like that right. was really being pitched. Just like people are going to go fucking. Isn't wild. Neil Brennan directed it from Chappelle Show? I know who Neil Brennan is, but did he direct? I it? believe he directed The Goods Live Hard Sell Hard, which I watched on a plane. And how is it? Uh, it's the OKs. <laughs> so is it good or what? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you're right, Neil Brennan. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and it was didn't, like didn't write it though. No. Like finally, Piven's going to get a movie. Yeah. Who who wanted that? <laughs> Everyone, he couldn't stop winning Emmys. How does Piven deal with like his like hair fluctuation? Like, is it just the thing where like we all know that he has plugged no, the shit like, out of his it's hair? It's like Emperor's New Clothes right. style. If you like. asked him about it, he'd be like, "I've always had this hair." Yeah, definitely. And you'd be not. like, "You'd be like, here's an episode Look, of Ellen," and he'd yeah. be like, uh, "Hair looks the same." Yeah, I, <laughs> <laughs> I shaved my hair for that role. He has hair blindness. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. It's just like yeah. right. I think if you asked him that, he would just be like, "Oh, cool, man. Cool, man." And then, like, someone would come over and just strangle you. <laughs> <laughs> I was signaling to someone uh, yeah. silently. No, number five. No, it's the no. Come on, the Academy Award for Best Picture went to this film. Are, are you, so you're not making a joke? Uh, no, I'm making a joke about the quality of this film, which is poor. Because this is the same time of year that Hurt Locker's come out. It's a fair point, but no, I'm not talking no, about the paper. This movie sounds. Now, this movie good. is about heroes. I will On say paper, that you write this down and you read it and you go, that's a pretty good movie. It's Hurt Locker is number 21. Paper. I have no Wait, idea what he's talking about. On paper, it? this movie is probably worse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who's in it? We've got um, Sam Rockwell, uh, Zach Galifianakis, <gasps> Nicolas Cage, Penelope Cruz. Does it, oh, does this have animals? Oh, is it? Oh. Is, um, is it the hamster? It's called G Force. 
It's called G-Force and I saw it in theaters. Oh, it was guinea, guinea pigs. pigs I believe oh my too. god. Yeah. <laughs> this is the movie that like ends Jerry Bruckheimer's 15-year run at Disney. They were like, we made your oh, fucking man. guinea pig movie. Now get off the lot. <laughs> I remember this being an option for a yeah. for a Kathy picture. Yes. Force. pigs. Gizmos. Guinea pigs in 3D. That's the tagline. Yeah, I That's def- the subtagline. The tagline right. was the world needs bigger heroes. Yeah, I saw this in Disney Digital 3D. Uh, what would you think of that one? Uh it's not a good film. So uh, kind of like a G minus. <laughs> David <laughs> just threw his arms up in the air in Victor. I remember That's a good poster. Mm. He's throwing the the horns. Yeah, the uh, the guinea, guinea pig pigs? is? Yeah. Which one? Is it the Sam Rockwell one? I think the Sam, Sam Rockwell plays the hero. Mm. Uh, Penelope Cruz, of course, plays the sexy guinea pig. <laughs> uh, Nicolas Cage <laughs> plays like the tech guy. And Tracy Morgan's the How wild card. How can you card. tell it's sexy? Because <laughs> uh, it's, it's wearing a bikini? Just, dum, dum, oh, dum, no. Dum, <laughs> oh, oh, this guinea pig's got <laughs> baba moon. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she's got the same shapeless mound body as the other guinea pigs, but they code her as being very attractive to everyone around her. Galifianakis is the human scientist who's tasked with overseeing Boring. the guinea pigs. It comes out right after Hangover. So he's like now doing like Press. late night shows yeah, right. because they're trying to sell him. <laughs> and he went on Conan and they didn't talk about G-Force. He was on for two segments, right? Right, right? He makes it past the commercial break. He comes back on again. At the end of it, Conan said, so you have this movie out in theaters now. And he went, yeah, it's um, it's called G-Force. I play a scientist who's tasked with um, overseeing a team of uh, guinea pig. Special agents. You know, I mean, it's it's based on the off-Broadway play. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <coughs> anyway, that's number five. Uh, I think Bill Nye plays the villain in it. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. He made $120 million. And lost like $90 million. That movie was, somehow cost it was quite two, expensive. $200 million. <laughs> oh, those guinea pigs had a high quote. The story I was going to say was uh, uh, Derek Simon. Uh, will we someday be a guest on the show. Yeah. Uh, timing never works out. Uh, we went. We were walking around the Disney store as a couple cool nineteen-year-olds do in New York City Friday night. <laughs> Friday night. Oh, it was definitely a Friday night. <laughs> Please make it worse. Yeah, and uh, there was a G Force T-shirt that was really good. Right. And Derek was like, "I kind of want to buy this T-shirt." Why was it really good? Was it, it was just a fun. It was like funny. It said G Force, <laughs> and it had them all on the bubble. And it was just like <laughs> if you removed the association with the movie, it was kind of just a striking image. Go Force. We both at the time, too, would buy a lot of children's T-shirts because we're <laughs> small men. You are. You're and we'd be boys. like, this is funny to have like a shirt designed for a boy. Right? It never gets you through the day. <laughs> Whatever. It barely got me through. But he was like looking at the shirt and he was like, it's $15. And I was like, for $15, you could buy the shirt or we could go see the movie. <laughs> and I somehow talked him into going to see the movie. And we sat there and 30 minutes in, he was like, I wish I would bought this shirt. <laughs> So he walked out. I was like, "You could, we could go back and buy the shirt." And he's like, "No, I don't want to have the shirt now. <laughs> now I've seen it. Now I, I know don't what like for. the movie." Oh <laughs> uh, boy! Here are some other films in the top ten. We got Harry Potter and the Half Blood Prince, the best wow. film in the series. Mm. You have The Ugly Truth, in which there was hearts on the genitals <gasps> of the little f- stick figures. Uh, Ninety-five Racy? domestic. That's the Ugly Truth. Yeah. Racy. Yeah. So, so <laughs> Shirley was in the theater, and the trailer Racy! played, and the, you know, and the hearts go down. She's like, Racy. <laughs> Uh, yes. Funny People. Yeah, a wow. movie I love. Mm-hmm. Love movie. Mm-hmm. I love that movie. Uh, 500 Days of Summer. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it's uh, the only movie of 2009. Don't love yeah. that movie. 
Yeah. Um, what a talk. What a talk. <laughs> what a talk. What a great go. discussion about Ponyo. What a great guest. Favorite movies. Yeah. And what a great guest. And it's so glad no. that we got to do this. One. Surely. One final thought. Please. Shoot. I think I've said this before to you, Sims. Her coloring, that red, that is the most comforting color. Yep. And I it love is. it. And yep. I want to see I, more I of it. I wonder if it was a conscious, like, color therapy thing. Or sure. There's. Oh, I might butcher it. Um, Michio Yasuda, okay. I think, is the one who had worked with Miyazaki on the coloring of a lot of his films. Uh-huh. Interesting. Yeah. And she always, she thinks about the color story and the palette of yes. the film a oh, lot. Yeah. So just tossing in a little, a little bit more yeah. here. Yeah. You know, yeah. That's, you know, you make like the color map. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. of red, and then the Ponyo color map is especially soothing. Yeah. And that red is. <sighs> it's a very soothing mm-hmm. movie in general. Yeah. I find it very soothing. That's- yes. We're all relaxed. <laughs> We're all relaxed. And ASMR We're all uh, next week, the wind track. rises. The wind will rise next week. I don't know uh, who our guest will be, if we'll even have a guest. It's October. Um, it's October. It's October. Um, what? Oh, so let's do this, because we're recording this right now in June. Okay. Let's let's Very end true. the episode with a little on the record. What do we think is going to happen? What's going to be going <laughs> on in October of 2019? Uh, I think the movie's gonna come out and do so well that will become president. Wow. Like, and that's not a joke. Yeah. Exciting. Er. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, that just came out. Yes. And so, yeah, like, that's right. He's, mm-hmm. you know, he's a United, United American. Do you think Trump is gonna start, like, quoting the <laughs> It feels very, very smart guy. Very smart. Beat the Batman. <laughs> A lot of people say that, you know, they're go- a lot of people who say he beat the Batman. A lot of people, you know, he ca- he comes in. There's the Chechen. You know, yeah. I can't do Trump. I he's, wish I could do Trump. These are scary guys. They're scary guys, but you? they're all scared do of the Trump. No, I don't. Yeah. I, I find it a One blessing pencil. that I don't do a good Trump right, impression. Right. Like, I'm like, I'm glad I can't go into yeah. that. Right. I, on the record, I think I know what David Sims' next tattoo is. Oh! oh. <laughs> <laughs> people are gonna really enjoy this because they'll have been like they'll be like who what like it'll it'll be one of those like collective mm-hmm. freakouts that we all had. So I, what finger does the ring go on for Forky? Because he's got like a little demented. Oh, I think you put it on the middle, right? The middle he's one? got three little. Or do you put it on the spork uh, ends? I think it's fall know? off that way with his wobbling. Because uh, <laughs> the sporks, the little prongs are very short. Yeah. Um, thank you for being here. Please come back whenever you're in the city again or yeah. in the tri-state area. Hell yeah. Because uh, it's always nice when someone uh, lets the dog off the leash. <laughs> lets him run around a bit. Thank you for having me back. Arf. Arf. I, I swear Forky. last time I blocked out. I, I, yeah. Oh, last, last time, time we were really cranked yeah. up. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what was happening. Last time was all know, Rickman. We, yeah, right. <laughs> Going somewhere. It's all coming back. <laughs> oh, and last time Eating I forgot. Eating ham, Mr. Yeah. <laughs> last time I forgot to shout out my friend JJ. So hi, JJ. Oh, shout out to JJ. Yeah, there we go. committed blanket. We love JJ. Yeah. yeah he has yeah. a baby now. I know. Cute baby. Oh, cute baby. Have you seen? No, you haven't seen it. I haven't no. seen. Right. Show your baby, baby, Ponyo. Yeah. <laughs> um, Heed well, these words. Yeah, and I guess congratulations to David on the... Uh, Oh God! Yes, yeah. I was gonna say on the on the pending approval of your adoption upon you. <laughs> okay, fair enough. And your little family you have before. Because you love Forky. <laughs> I think. See, well, I know at this point, Toy Story Four is old news. I think Pon- it, Forky's about to have a massive summer. Really? I think Forky's gonna have a mini me summer. 
Remember Mini Me Fever? Uh, uh, yeah, I do. It's going to strike again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh, you're going to be right you. there, right next to the eye of the hurricane. All right. <laughs> okay, thank you all for listening. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe. <laughs> Thanks to Andrew Guda for our social media. David has removed his headphones. Liam <laughs> McGuire for our theme song. Joe Bone, Pat Rounds for our artwork. Go to blankies.rad.com for some real nerdy shit. And T Public for some real nerdy shirts. Uh, next week, wind rises. Uh, and as always, Hanyo loves hands. <laughs> and just found another ben. gift. He's looking at more porno gift. His face is a great- red with joy. <laughs> Me Scarlet this, with joy. That feel when you're you need to have lunch. Uh, <laughs> Are you gonna tweet that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just dictated. Yeah. <laughs>